Welcome back to the Ride Boundless Podcast with me, Robert Valderrama. On this episode, we spoke to a world traveler, badass, very funny, supermoto racer, life adventurer, and the first woman on the Ride Boundless Podcast. Let me introduce you to Spicoli. Let's get started. What's been going on? You're, you were in Arizona? Yeah, we were in Arizona just at... Um, like a day ago Havasu. or today? Or? Yeah, today, Saturday. We went out there Friday night. Friday Last night. minute, me and my girlfriend went for a motor ride to Huntington Beach. <laughs> and hence, my, my voice is a little bit off. I'm a little bit raspy. It's definitely a good time. Farting, yelling. <laughs> yeah. Was everything closed or? No, everything was open up. It was crazy. It was the first time eating in two months at a restaurant. You sat down inside of a restaurant? Yeah. I can't even imagine that. Right? Have you guys been there yet? No. It's a it's a revelation. I uh, yeah, really. We that, were already we, sitting in. We're like in waiters. our main meal and we're like, wait a minute. This is the first time in two months that we've actually eaten at a restaurant. It was kind of like we just went into them naturally, but... I, th- I think that's the number one thing I've been missing since this whole thing has started, is a restaurant. Absolutely. Food, not cooking, not having the mess at the house. Yeah. But what, what else was open? The retail stores were open? Pretty much everything was open down was there. Was the lake I mean, open? Lake was fully open, but packed to try to get the boat into the water. They were waiting from 8 a.m. to 1 o'clock in a line. A line to, to, to dock. Wow. wow. But he obviously has lived there a couple times and uh, like for a couple years, sorry. And he kind of knew the girl at the front. So he left his boat down there. But then we all got to go back to the house for a couple hours and chill. And then he just rang her up and said, like, can we come put it in the water? And what about like what about what about the VIP po- just dropped it in and we went off and left the line. So that's fucking amazing. Not bad. Did um. Or were the police active? Are they just trying to stop people, or it's just publicly open because Arizona publicly doesn't give open. a fuck? Didn't even see one police. Jeez, we have the to whole end. weekend. Yeah, next, 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 next weekend. Destination next, sure. yeah, let, let's go to Lake Havasu. Yeah, it's definitely no rules. How how was the drive? Any traffic? Uh, we we actually left. So on Friday night, I went and met up with my girlfriend Natasha. We were like riding our motorcycles, going through Huntington Beach, just gonna have a coffee. Everything is closed in Huntington, so we can grab our coffee. Told her, hey, I got an invite to go to Havasu. She's like, do you want to go right now? I was like, are you as crazy as I am? She's like, yes, I am. I was like, all right, I'll meet you in LA, pick you up, and we'll go. Challenge and, accepted. <laughs> yeah, basically. We arrived, I think, at like 3.30 in the morning. On Saturday morning now would have been. What, what, what time did you leave? Like 9 o'clock. But we were like, guys- we pulled over. We watched the stars in the middle of the desert. Like, we are not in any rush when we go somewhere. That's fucking beautiful. Yeah, That's it was cool. definitely awesome. Is that your first time there or no? Yeah, it was. Oh, really? I've never been to Havasu, yeah. So everything I've, I've been living in the U.S. for two years, and really every summer has just been full of like events and things going on, but with the COVID and no events happening, it's actually been kind of nice to just go take photos and just go to like little towns and like going to Havasu for the weekend, and it's kind of been a little vacay, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Where are you originally from? From Canada. What part? Uh, Rocky Mountains, southern Alberta. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is yeah. nice. Do you know where Banff is? I don't. Okay, Banff, Canada, it's like pretty well known. It's in the Glacier Mountains and very touristy destination. But I said if I ever die and I have 10 minutes to live anywhere, be anywhere in the world, it'll definitely be Banff, Alberta. It's amazing. If you can go, definitely... 
definitely worth the trip. Yeah, we're, we're planning on taking some road, some road trips and oh, for the see. bikes, it's awesome going yeah. through the Rocky Mountains, going over Big Bear, Tooth Mountain, and stuff right from the U.S. Yeah, well, one one of the goals is uh, do a podcast on the road. You know, that so would be rad. That, People be would definitely want to tune, tune into in. that. Yeah. yeah, it's all about the adventure and the tour and where the, the bike journey. really. Yeah, the journey, the journey where the bike takes you. It's always somewhere new and just never know. Yeah. Uh, when did you um, after Canada? Where did you go? You came directly here or you lived in other places? Okay, so I was born, backstory, yeah, born and raised in Canada, lived there till about 2005, went, did one year of university in Kelowna, and then after that, jet set it over to Australia, went to school out in Australia, then jet set it over to the Caribbean, lived in the Caribbean for three years, and that's where I discovered Supermoto. Before that, I was in only, I was, uh, yeah, I was a sports bike rider. I was where, into, where in the Caribbean? Uh, St. Bartholomew. Nice. If you know where that is, nice. Oh, in the I, West I, Indies, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, my nationality is Cuban, so. Oh, okay, no way. Yeah. that's awesome. I've been to Cuba. Yeah, really rad, what part? rad times. God, don't even remember. Not gonna lie. Yeah, who cares? Obviously, yeah, it was you a blur. Were in Cuba. It was a blur. Yeah, you survived. <laughs> we did survive. Yeah. So you got into supermoto out there? Yeah, just randomly. I was like, did oh. you ride before this or? Yeah, so I was riding since I was really young with my my uncle. He was a professional motor uh, cross rider. And he broke his back, unfortunately, and stopped riding. So we didn't, on the farm, we didn't really have any bikes past that point. There was like a go-kart when you were a kid. Yeah. And like, I think grandma just kind of fizzed everything out. She's like, I don't want anyone, any of the kids getting hurt. And like, we were definitely wild. We jumped the golf cart one time and we got grounded for like a month. Like we were definitely we hellraisers. Golf club, the golf <laughs> we, we like made all the, put all this dirt in this pile and like trying to make a jump so we could jump it. I don't know what we were thinking. Did you have to like go downhill yeah, to get enough speed? Huge yeah, huge hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, so the barn is up on top of a hill and then it comes down to the, where the house is. So and then that's where we decided to build our jump where grandma is going to be doing the dishes and looking directly out at us. I don't know what we were thinking. We were definitely not that smart. That's so funny. I, I wonder, I wonder if that's ever uh, a thought that crosses the, the parents that build the farm on top of the hills and they're oh, thinking, yeah. oh, the kids are going to throw themselves off gonna this. Or they're going to roll no. off this. No, they're just thinking. <laughs> this is just, their little paradise. You know, everything's going to be cool. But yeah, then past that point, I didn't ride until I got my um, license at 16 and I didn't ride for years. Um, I went and got my first sports bike as soon as I left high school and left the farm. Well, as soon as I went to university, I was like, I'm going to get an RSV4 Aprilia. This is the bike I want. This is it. This Do you is have bike. friends that roll, that roll with you? or, or Yeah, so just e everyone in Canada kind of rides in the summertime. It's a big bike place. So okay. I had friends that rode, but not really. Like I was kind of a lone wolf. Really? When I went into university, I, got, I also met a girlfriend and she's like, oh my God, you ride when I got my first bike. I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm going to get a bike too. So then we kind of became amigos nice. and just cruised around on our little sports bike thinking we're freaking amazing yeah we were a gift, gift to god and, yeah. on this rs before could of never course. handle it i mean it was stupid to get that at such a young age but yeah then after that i got a tuano and then i went over to school in australia and as soon as i went over there i really took like a, a gap for a long time i actually lost my girlfriend um on a motorcycle accident so Oof. from there i took four years i didn't ride what, didn't what, go on the what, back what didn't do anything can we talk about our accident real quick yeah Just yeah so for sure you know, we were just riding in Canada and she just missed her corner and she was riding behind me. Um, and I mean, if you know the roads in Canada, they are hectic. It's like the, um, the snake times 10. 
Wow. It just goes forever and ever through these windy, really crazy mountains, high peak elevations. And it's just a cliff on the the, the one side oh, pretty much the whole shit. time. So that's terrible. Um, yeah, the road that we were on, it was pretty treacherous and she just missed her turn. And I didn't realize for a while, like I was riding, I was in the curves and stuff. And by the time I pulled over and got back to her, um, had to call the ambulance and go and get service as well because there's no service. It was pretty a hectic time. So I'm so sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, it's fine now, but like, yeah, at the time I was like, wow, I'm That's probably never going to buy ride a, ride a motorcycle again. Inter- um, interesting fact that the two number one accidents that, that people have is uh is on turns you know that's that's oh, number one. Sure. people take them too fast or sharp enough or they go into the other lane and there's a car coming or they go off a cliff and then the other ones um the intersections they say you know just people going too fast and they think they can make the light while the car's making a left i'm so paranoid at intersections yeah i always you put, should be. put, put my hand up be. even if they're way far away i will Flash put my hand lights, up yeah anything just be like hey i'm coming because yeah. people just don't pay attention at even all. in your car like they almost hit you in your own car because they're just on their phones. They're not, they're not there. Yeah. Especially now we, we talked about how crazy it is with COVID-19 because there's less traffic. People are racing more Yeah, and they're driving faster and they're careless. And it's, there's, there's, there's more accidents that are serious now than before. Yeah. Before there was a little bullshit accidents, you know, well, on the way here from Havasu, there was like three guys that like cut us off and just not paying attention. We pass them again and they're just on their phones. But like, Jesus, so like, stupid. what are people thinking? <laughs> yeah. But no, continue. And so four years you didn't ride. So yeah. So I didn't ride for about four years. I took a huge long break and then I got a job opportunity that took me to work six months in the Caribbean and six months in the Mediterranean. Beautiful. And I, yeah, Poor I was thing. definitely, what yeah, were you doing? um, I was working with the yachts. I was doing yacht management okay. for a, a private, um, person and just, managed his yachts for him so it was pretty rad um sounds terrible so yeah i was i was living and i based myself out of the caribbean because i really love this island this island was magic to me when i first arrived i thought it was absolutely crazy um so i was living there and i got this long break i got about a month off which is the first time in four years i had like a full month off when i was working with these guys and i was like fuck i need to get a Oh, I don't know if I can swear. You can, of course, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I was like, oh, I, I need to get a vehicle. I don't want a car because the island's too small. Yeah. I don't want a scooter because I'm not retarded. Right. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I would ride talk. a scooter. I would ride a scooter. I'm just Maybe kidding. Maybe in Italy. Yeah, like, no. Oh, no. For v- a movie. Vespas, I will rock a Vespa, but yeah. I'm just kidding. I just thought I was too cool at the time. It'd I was like, like I want something cooler bike. than the average person. Yeah. You know? I was like, oh, yeah, I want the clicking. So then my friend called me up and he's like, hey, you'll never believe this, but like this bike, I have it. I'm going to drop it off at the front of your house. Drive it today. Let me know if you want to buy it. He's selling it like now. I was like, okay. So I wake up in the morning, have my coffee, go outside. And here's this dirt bike that somebody put street tires on. And I literally laughed myself. And I was like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Why would they do this? <laughs> so I call my friend up and I'm like, "Hey, what is this?" He's like, "It's a super motard because it's a French island." Right. He's like, "It's a French thing. It's so rad." He's like, "Just Everybody's try it out." It. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Try it out, man. It'll 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 go forever." He's like, "You're gonna love it. It's perfect because these are like smaller roads. It's almost go kart roads." Yeah. On this island, so I was like, "All right." Like, how do you even start this thing? You know, there was a start stop because there was also a kick, but I was like, what are these extra buttons? Right. I've never had an automatic, you know, starter on a dirt bike. So oh, I was like, oh, right. This is sweet. So I started up 
And an hour later, I pulled over and I called him while I was on the bike. And I was like, I will buy it. <laughs> and I have not bought anything Which since. one was it? Uh, KTM, I think it was a 2008. Or no, it was a 2010 KTM EX, uh, 530 XC. Nice. And that is my all-time favorite bike. I love that bike. Yeah, I was yeah, sitting there the other day in the Lamo. Um, they're like $15,000, though. That is it's brand new, expensive. Yeah. yeah, brand new. Oh, man. They're, they're worth it. Yeah. They have so much torque and so much power. The only thing is the maintenance. Now, realizing being in America with a supermoto, the maintenance is a lot. It's a huge country that you, it takes forever to get any place. You have yeah, to drive yeah. a couple hours. And I mean, if you're driving a couple hours every day on a KTM, you are just going to be doing intervals of changing how often and everything have to else. Um, to do oil changes, I think it's like five or six hours. No, but I mean every every thousand miles. Every oh no, uh, you we, we go by hours. Oh, okay. it does, it's it's five the, the, the five thirty doesn't. Yeah, like think about it. It's not that much. No, it's not. No, it, it, I'd have to it's, I'd have to double day. check that. Like, but I think it's like yeah, it's it's really not much. Like every time we're riding it, we're just doing oil changes like crazy. That's insane. When I went, I took a, the five thirty from it south, can't be that it, from Bars. Yeah, I got to look it up from. Um, it is. It isn't that much, though. She's checking right now. I'm literally checking. Yeah, we, I we, have we, to double check because yeah, I mean, that, it's been that, a long weekend and I'm, that I haven't ridden it for a bit. Every ten times I come here, I would have to change my oil. Yeah, that, that, but that's also what she's saying. That's exactly what. How often they were doing it. That's terrible. Maybe don't. Quote well, me unless me. if the oil Until is like super cheap <laughs> and it's something super easy to do, and you're just it is cheap and like it is super simple. It's just unplugging it and just topping it back up. It's really not that long. But you got to change the filters and everything else. Um, I I am freaking lazy. I change my filters like every two or three times. Like I'll check them if so they look just, good. You just kind of eye it. If it looks good, you're not going to change it. You're not going to waste your money. I guess you it, also do change them a lot. Like yeah, I guess it also depends uh, how, how much oil it's carrying in the begin with. You know, if it's not much and. Yeah, you know if it's a quart, and yeah, you yeah, it's like one one point two, I think. Is it one point two? So I could say that'd be impossible, but not. It's not ideal. Yeah, sure. not five. <laughs> oh no, that's what though. I mean. Like it's it does it does it's not a bike that's going to take you long places, and also yeah. it has a yeah. really small um, gas tank. So you know, for for America, it doesn't make sense. But in right. the Caribbean, it's man, perfect. this thing was amazing. Or in Bali, yeah, somewhere somewhere that it's like more smaller roads yeah and also it's funner on smaller roads because it's meant to go through those cr curves and like get right into it well these are the only bikes I, I went to hawaii right before the COVID started that's all the bikes that you know that they ride in hawaii that's I the went. second time you said that because you said the same thing about yeah. san francisco too right? it is confirmed. Oh, yeah, san francisco they're starting a lot yeah it is confirmed i the guy said that he changes his oil every five to seven hours My, wow Wow, but if it's uh, the no, book, the book says fifteen hour, like it says ten to fifteen hours. Interesting. Like, I, that's that, that's fun just fact. off of that's just off of a uh, yeah. What, first what search. Website, Google, what yeah. website was I looking? <laughs> Let me just register. Yeah. Blame. Oh well, you found Thumper one. Thumper talk. So. Thumper talk. Don't know what it is. Looks like it's all bike stuff. Is it a dot com? It is a dot com. Okay, then we it's have, legit. It's yeah, legit. It's, it's, a, it's, a it's a legit, legit thing. Yeah. Totally read this. I did definitely have used this before, but not on the regular. They do have an app, even guys. Well. Jeez, they're <laughs> fucking they, really legit. They got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it. I, I I never wouldn't have thought that. He he had a trip in San Francisco with Rio with a buddy of ours, and he was saying, Robert, there's supermotos everywhere in San Francisco. And oh, there like, is Bay Area supermoto. These guys are rad. I haven't even ever been able to Bay meet them, Area. but they have a ride up there every year that is literally worldwide like known. That's like it is huge. There is hundreds of supermotos that go there. They all meet up in San Francisco. They do this amazing ride. It's like my been my dream for so long, and I haven't been able to do it this last year 
was hoping this year, but now this whole stupid crazy COVID, COVID fake, COVID, fake, COVID, fake news, fake news, same as these killer bees that they're talking about. Yeah, where the hornets where? or whatever? Yeah, I'm looking it up, and they're like the United States, North America. I'm like that is a small broad, <laughs> broad thing to say. I mean, yeah, like, really? are are these out our neighborhood or where? Nobody knows. Yeah, that's interesting. You're right. Nobody's pinpointed exactly where they're. Nobody at. has. I'm like, how can you say that? Where it happens <laughs> a lot with my family. They call me and they're like, the whole U.S. is dying. Everybody's infected. And I was like, what are you talking about? Up 1.5 million people are infected. And I was like, sure. Have you seen the side of your country? Like we're like, I don't know, like ten, ten. Like, no, no, not too much. Way more. We're we're three hundred and twenty million. Yeah, and they're 40 million, so yeah, almost 10 times. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So then you, you took it for a ride, rode it for an hour, you were hooked, you called it, yeah. you bought it, and then what happened? Had to have it. Had to have it. What was it? Oh, your, actually, community? you know what? Sorry, I totally forgot. Um, I lied. It was actually a 450. Fucking the liar. very first bike I ever ever rode, first supermoto, was actually a 450. This is actually a crazy story. Um. Within three weeks, I own that bike. I bought a brand new Hublot. I was like working my ass off. So I was like, I'm going to buy myself a Hublot. You know, I'm set up. I got my bike. I got my cool watch. Hell I got yeah. like everything going on. It's awesome. Dream. Watching the sunset, sunset one night and just was cruising to go meet a couple girlfriends and a couple friends that I knew um, for dinner. And if, you, if you've ever been in the Caribbean in the summer, it is boiling hot. Super. So humid. I ride with Chuck's on booty shorts and just a bikini top i went swimming jumped on my bike was just cruising home it's probably three and a half miles don't quote me on that i don't know yeah. <laughs> but about Sounds three and like a half mi- miles to my house it's not far from where i was and there's these big rolly hills i came up the hill and another kid who was drunk driving on a scooter on one of those t-maxes uh-oh so it's a big, it's a bigger scooter. It's right. almost considered a motorbike, as they say. Yeah, it's a 500. Right? <laughs> yeah, but so, and I was cruising. I was going like 30, 40 kilometers an hour. Like I was not going fast. I was watching the sunset. I was on full relaxed mode, but I can hear him coming. Hear him coming. He flies over and all I said was, I saw was a headlight. And then when I woke up, I was on the pavement. No, he he, he hit you. fully, full head on collision. It was the craziest crash I've ever had in my life by far. It was the first time, like, I just had got this bike. The bike was, like, completely severed in half. When I woke up, I had, like, blood coming out of the side of me, and I was in the middle of the road. I had to, like, scooch my body into the ditch. Oh, shit. And, like, on the the island, it's very heavy traffic when it becomes 5 o'clock. Like, there's only one road. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. a one-way. So everyone has to either pull over and let the... It's just a shuffle. So it took, I think, like 45 or 50 minutes for the ambulance to get on that side of the island because that's the exact opposite of where the main town is and the only hospital on the island, of course. Of course. <laughs> so by the time he came and I could just hear the kid, I couldn't see him at all, but I could just hear him screaming the entire time. So I knew he was in really rough shape. Like I couldn't move my body, but I knew like I was, I was okay. Like I was mentally, I was there. I was watching everything go down. You were present. Yeah. I was fully present during the whole thing. And then it was starting to get like a dark out because it was just sunset. Um, and then we all get, we get into our, our separate ambulances and we get taken to the hospital and I had broken my, my ankle and my foot 
and like I walked away with just burns all over my body, like head to toe. Right, I was burned. I had like a huge gash on my forehead. Um, you, you you said no helmet, huh? I was wearing a helmet and it exploded upon impact and they could never find the rest of the pieces. They got like two pieces of my helmet and I didn't even have a cracked head or anything. Like I do not know how Whoa. that happened. But if my arms were like above my head or whatever when I fell, but I was really, really, really crazily lucky. Um, But I found out the next morning because we stayed the night in the hospital. We had to do full x-rays and all the blood work and everything else, you know. Anything broken? Um, Yeah, I had broken my ankle. Um, But other than that, it was the burns. The burns, I would take a broken bone over burns on a road any day. Mm Mm-hmm. Just the the pain for the weeks after trying to shower and just, I passed out the first time I had to shower. I was dead. I couldn't believe it. Um, But the kid, the kid had lost, he was 19 years old and it was his second time drinking and driving and being caught. And he was just fishing with his buddies coming home, 19 years old, and the kid lost his arm and his leg. Oh, Oh, shit. Yeah, so it was really devastating to hear that. Um, But his dad was the mayor of the island. No. So it also was like getting political because like what happened? Was it? Yeah. So when I actually got out, um, he sent one of my friends a message on Facebook and said like, hey, is the girl okay? Because he didn't know who I was. I didn't know who he was. Like, hey, is the girl okay? And so he said like, yeah, yeah, she's fine. She's she's like, okay. Just told her like my injuries and stuff. And then um, I get a letter from his dad going to drop me a lawsuit because he said that I swerved into his son's lane. What a so piece I of shit. actually had to go out there in full bandages, get my mate to drive me out there in his Jeep and take photos of the whole scene. What? Cause I was like, I'm going to do my own terrible. investigating here. Like, right. this is crazy. Like, and you can tell like my skid marks are all the way on the right hand side. Like I'm almost off the cliff. Yeah. Cause I just saw it and I don't even know what happened. I guess I just locked up my bar. It's going the opposite way. Yeah. And then just got full on hit. Um, but the kid, I don't, I don't think it was the kid at all. It was 100% his dad. So I guess politics on the island, you know, you don't want to get a bad bad name either and stuff. Right. But then when the toxicology report came back, then everything was just dropped. Yeah, of course. Instantly. But yeah. I was glad at least I got to go out there. And I actually still have the lighter. Found like a lighter that was in my pocket. And I was like, oh, my, my lucky lighter. It's so <laughs> random, but that stuff means so much. It's so crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that was my craziest experience. And then after that, I had to go work in the Mediterranean like two months after. So I just, just kind of in the bed, just trying to heal and get back to normal. Um, but then while I, while I was still in bandages, my mate told me who, gave me who got me the 450. He's like, hey, your bike is completely totaled. The insurance is going to pay for everything. My mate's got a KTM 530. Do you want to go check it out? And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. How many, how, many, how many days was Let's this? Let's go. I think it was like, it was just, the next just day. Oh, no, it was like over a week. It was oh. over. It was. It You're was like, just over a week. Wait until like I shower. I can yeah, shower. Yeah, I couldn't then. even shower by myself <laughs> under anything. Like my bandages are so bad to try to sit. I have one photo of me in full bandages sitting on the bike, the bike that I bought, and it, we laughed so hard. We're like, that was such a stupid. I don't know what, <laughs> but it's I, the I it's the love for bikes. It's a I, honestly, it wasn't. Even, it wasn't even my fault. It wasn't anything to do with the kids riding or my riding or anything. It was just like, get me back on a bike because I don't want to be scared of it. Kind of feel. So after that, then jumped up back on the that bike and freak that bike is the machine. I yeah. was like, what? Obviously, I didn't even want the 430, <laughs> 450, sorry. Yeah. I wanted the 530 the whole time. So it was, um, yeah, a great bike. Packed that bike up actually and moved to the Mediterranean 
and got like a new frame put on it, but kept the same engine and everything. Really? Yeah. And then and re- rebuilt it, it in rebuilt it in Germany. Yeah, that bike has a fun story. Rebuilt it in Germany, rode it everywhere in Spain, and then when I moved over here to the U.S., I sold that bike to my mate Kenny um, Stunt Riding in Germany, and so he still has that KTM. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I, I got a question on that. How difficult is it to travel and transporting your bike? Is it super expensive? Is it super realistic? You know, <laughs> it's not realistic. It's not. It's not. It's a. If nightmare. you want to do it the legal way, yeah. Nobody wants to do anything legal way. Okay, so there's two options here. So I'm going to tell you, don't, don't know which one I did, but the legal way about doing it is that you are going to register it. So you're going to be paying taxes. You're going to import it properly. You're going to get that bike registered underneath that VIN number and do all the processing, which is going to pretty much cost you the exact same amount as the bike is worth. Mm-hmm. It is going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. But if you break it down into pieces, technically somebody could do this and ship it over separately in different boxes and then rebuild it and you're still going underneath because Caribbean is actually European still because it's a French colony. Yeah. You can still ride it and get away with it. That's genius. But you also have Boom. to have blonde hair, boobs and ass if a police does really investigate into that. This is true. <laughs> Wear the booty shorts. And yeah. So you could you probably, you could probably get away with this, Hyman. I will, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you can rock it, for sure. Exactly. Um, so did you end up registering the bike? Um, can you, I insured it still through the Caribbean the whole time. Um, oh. I got a little bit sticky there for a bit. And so I bought, did buy a second KTM 530 that was totaled off. I found, and I had been looking for it for a while and yeah. finally found it, this little angel that was completely destroyed. But then I just took that registration, even though it was a different okay. bike, but it could just say I messed up right. my registration. Maybe I mean, it happened. It right? wasn't me. <laughs> it was somebody else. What? Me? Wh- huh? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Twirling your hair. Play like, a bit what? dumb. I mean, um, we all do it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we all do it. There's, there's no Especially doubt about Robert, that. Yeah. yeah. That's the only way to get away with, get away with so stuff. Yeah. So I was able to get away with it and still have the bike that I really wanted there. So it worked out. So you, you actually took it apart. From the so Caribbean when I, to when the Mediterranean, I, yeah. Mediterranean to Germany, you took it apart? No, or you were no, able to? No, because once you're there, yeah, you're there. Yeah, you're there, you're there. So I ended up buying another KTM, my first KTM 690 so you're in Germany while I was building this KTM 530. I have a tattoo behind my ear, the ready to race symbol, not going to lie. I'm, I'm Re- KTM I obsessed. I love KTM. I wish they'd sponsor me, but they're only into flat tracking. Guys, get back into Supermoto. Here's a hint. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> this, is, this is why we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love KTM. I don't know. They just they just seem so reliable and I've met so many good people through KTM. It's just without even being associated with them in any shape or form other than just loving the brand and the bikes that they put out. Yeah, it's definitely a diehard. Yeah, they, they, they've made quite a stable for themselves in, in the last, you know, 15 years. Yeah. You know, everybody loves the KTMs right now. Yeah. yeah. Now, they're, they're, they are a little bit more expensive. Um, but they are reliable. A lot of people say like, oh, I, I did actually, my very first 690 KTM actually broke the top end engine with only like 1,200 kilometers on it. Like this thing was pretty fresh. Yeah. But they already had done a recall for some of them. And I talked to a guy because I put up, went on a form on, on uh, Reddit yeah. and was talking away on there being like, yo, I can't believe this happened with my bike. Has anyone else experienced this anywhere else in the world? Because like KTM is ignoring me right now. Come on, They're not <laughs> some, some, somebody pull through and like, what did you do? 
And this guy in Australia responded back to me and he's like, oh my God, I had the exact same thing. I'm like, okay, well, what have you done? What are your ways about going about it? And he's like, oh, like they've ignored me here in Australia. And, uh, but I've sent a couple emails and kind of corresponding through that. So I was like, okay, there's gotta be a better way. Right. So I got a hold of my friend who's a photographer for, and works with KTM and he gave me a number. So I ended up calling him and being like, hey, this is the deal. Love your guys' bikes. My bike broke. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> let's, let's help a girl it's out There's got to be some warranty, right? Yeah, so it did fall under warranty, but it did take a while because the bike now that I bought in Germany, or sorry, I actually bought that the 690 in France. I was now in Spain. And oh. we re-registered it down in Spain. So now it was like a little bit of a technical thing. And then from there, um, somebody in KTM headquarters and corporate got a hold of me and just asked me everything and like, what happened? What, how are you riding? They actually like wanted to know, like somebody who actually like wanted to improve the product almost, you know, not just a cold hearted email. Hey right. guys, like, yeah, okay, it falls under warranty. Here you go. Don't really care how it broke. And I'm like, I have all the photos, the video of taking apart that top engine. Like it was a major, major thing. Yeah, like, you were this, very this, detailed this, this wasn't very... a small thing. Um, here, I actually had photos the other day. I just actually grabbed up too. And so she took it and she forwarded it to the right guy. The guy called me, talked to him, and he was so cool and just wanted to know more information. I was like, hey, there's also a guy in Australia. So I was able to also help him out with it by getting... Um, the other complainer. Yeah, like another complaint, but we had the exact same problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. We literally looked at both of our, our photos of our top end and we're like, it's the exact same. Like, this is going to happen again with somebody out there for sure. I'll have to try to find the photos. I wonder how many bikes they're making a year. But yeah, so they, they actually ended up giving me a full new, brand new KTM 690. Whoa. Not just parts, nothing. They just said, swap it out, send it in because we want to like inspect, so inspect your bike. So, so they're like, great cool. bikes and they have and great they customer have service. Great customer service. Once you find them. You know? Yeah, once you find them. That's the thing about everything though. You know, there is a main line because people do get overrun. They're a big company. I also have to think about how many people ride KTMs around the world. Yeah. If they have a question, they got to call in somewhere. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you have like this immediate line, but I mean, if you just dig a little bit and are patient enough to be like, okay, you know, I still do love this brand, even though something has happened, the Spanish warranty and the Spanish people weren't really helping me that much. So there was also a, la a language wonder. barrier. Yeah. Those, those people. <laughs> Spanish people. Yeah. Spaniards. There was a bit of a la language barrier because it was my first year there too. Um, How many languages do you speak? I, I speak English and English. I'm really bad speaker at French. I understand a lot of French. I understand a lot of Spanish. I will definitely speak it terrible until I get a couple of rums in me, and then I right. apparently I'm fluent. But yeah, yeah, well, I, would I would never say <laughs> I would never say I'm fluent in it. Um, I understand a tiny bit of German, but I definitely understand French and Spanish the most. Yeah, and I speak Bahasa. I had to learn it because I uh, used I don't to. I know what that is. Um, it's actually a tattoo on my arm. It's, it's called Bahasa? Bahasa, it's an Indonesian language. I worked for a company and taught English over there for a little bit and um, so been was doing Bali underwater photography and doing like all sorts of crazy things when I was in university. Can so I when I took that four-year break from the uh, from the bikes, that's took on other passions instead. Can I ask how old you are? Yeah, I'm 32. You've done so much in only 32 years? Yeah, crazy. You've been all over the world. Have traveled, yeah. I've also sailed around the world uh twice and then i also got to go from one wasn't Atlantic, good enough yeah atlantic to caribbean um nine times 
So I'm also an avid sailor. I love the water. I do a lot of underwater photography or used to, but now I'm doing more like action photography or artistic photography, which um, I, I do, which is talk also, to is also bit. to do with bikes. Um, mainly just cause I don't, I don't think it's a niche that's really tapped into and might as well make my two passions come together. Yeah. I think this is a good moment to, uh, to introduce yourself to the listeners. How would you introduce yourself? Who are you? So my birth name is Nicole, but everyone calls me and goes by the name of Spicoli. Spicoli. And what do you do, Spicoli? Very cool name, by the way. Spicoli, what do I do? What What do I do? What don't you do? <laughs> like, no, what, what do you do? What's your profession? What do I do? So I own a company in Barcelona. That's a moto shop, skateboard shop, and a surf shop. So cool. And run What's it with two it? other people. I'll work hard, work fine. Nice in Barcelona. And, but we, I ha we haven't really been doing much with it, to be honest. And now COVID, everyone is just kind of sleeping. And then I own a moving company here. I came here. A moving company? Moving company, like household movers. Wow. Yeah, super like random. locally or in Yeah, locally for Orange County. Oh, nice. So um, when I first came here, I couldn't So work. random. Yeah. Okay, this is the random story as well. Um, I couldn't work. I'm a Canadian. I was getting my green card. I was married to an American. And I couldn't work because this was the whole time when Trump was doing dealing with immigration and he was talking a right. lot about that. The websites went down once we already applied. And once you put in that application, you pay your lawyer your $10,000, you're locked and loaded. They say three to six months, you'll get your visa and you'll be able to work and live here. Mm -hmm. Do not believe that ever. I mean... Ever. One year and a half later, I still didn't have it. I couldn't leave the country and I couldn't work. Yikes. That yeah. is crazy to be in a country that long that you can't work and you can't leave. If you leave, you're automatically forfeiting your application. Yeah. If you get one stamp on your password, you're automatically... So I couldn't even go home across the border to Canada. And and also by staying here, that was also illegal after the six months, right? Um, no, because you, you already put in your application. So oh, I had it. my, so I had my government number. Yeah. yeah. So it was still fine. Yeah. I was an alien, but yeah, I was definitely paranoid. I never sped or anything on my motorcycle. I was like, be an angel at all times. I do not want to be on the radar. <laughs> I'm not on the grid yet. Just yeah, wait yeah. till I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you can break yeah, all the laws exactly. and drink and drive. And <laughs> how do you, how do you guys meet? Um, we actually met through a good friend in Germany and, um, through Instagram mainly. Okay. Yeah. So you met when you were not. I was actually in Barcelona, and he was okay. here in America. Nice. Yeah. Was that the one of the reasons you came here? Yeah. Well, we we or debated. We we're like, reason? do we go to Europe? Because we're. I was. Um. I'm a Spanish resident. So do we stay in Europe? Do I stay in Spain? Do we go to Australia? Because we also both have family there and have lived there. Do we go to Canada? Canada was way too cold, so that was nada. And then uh, we just decided on America. There's a lot of opportunity. Supermoto was kind of just getting started here as well. Like, yeah. it, and it still is. It's definitely growing the niche here a lot more than you know ten years ago. Mm -hmm. and it, and they, I mean, they had it in the X Games for a little while there, but then it just fizzed out. Like it never happened in America. They were just like, oh yeah, sweep that under the rug. Right. Like no, we can we can't financially gain on that, so we're not gonna get you know really get into it because it is a smaller niche. Um, But when I moved to Barcelona, I saw racing for the first time and actually found out after the races that I was like, God, that rider was so good. I've never seen anything. I've never seen somebody slide around these corners so crazy and look so fluid. I was like, I didn't even know my bike could do that. Like, I had no idea. And they're like, yeah, that was Mark Marquez. Oh, nice. <laughs> and oh. I was like, shut up. Hello. I was like, no. I was like, no way. I was like, I didn't even know that I was watching Mark Marquez. I thought we were just going to, he was just going to take me to go see my first supermoto race. Right. 
And then after that, I just, I was even more into it. I got my suit, my first suit. I wasn't just a scab riding in whatever jeans and these cut off yeah. shorts and shorts everything. And a bikini top. And, you know, I kind of started taking it more seriously because I was like, wow, you can actually do a lot with this bike. Um, not just stunting or, you know, goofing around or just taking you to places because you couldn't really ride crazy places because obviously the intervals. Yeah. So, um, then I got really interested in it and actually it was the funniest time ever. I went to a racetrack in Barcelona and I never got to go on the racetrack. <laughs> you never got to go on the racetrack. <laughs> My friend, he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the lowdown. I'm going to meet you at the racetrack. So you're not going to be alone and you'll be fine. I was like, okay, cool. So I show up with my bike really early in the morning and these guys have like these blankets around their tires and stuff. And I'm like, what is this What's going on? What is going on here? I was like, this is crazy. And I was super nervous and everyone speaks Spanish. And I'm like this one blonde chick with her bike standing there. Like, what do I do? <laughs> and then he bailed on me at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. He's like, oh my God, I have the worst family emergency. You're going to kill me. And I had to drive three hours. I had to rent a van and I had to drive three hours. So I left at like three in the morning to get there super early. Oh, and I geez. never got to go on the racetrack. And I was like, maybe I should just go out. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I should just see what happens. But I was like, I don't know the rules. Yeah. And you I don't get want to be that girl so i was like man okay i'm gonna pack up so <laughs> i went to the racetrack sat at the racetrack all day had my bike there i didn't have tire warmers i didn't know anything about it i had dot tires on um and then <laughs> i packed up and i came back and i, I never that was my first racetrack experience right well, you and i was so <laughs> yeah i was so bummed i was so bummed i was so disheartened by it i was like damn like i'm never gonna get on a racetrack so i started wearing a leather suit and going out and like exploring more like curvy roads that i could go to that were locally um and really started loving it and then when we moved here to the u.s it was my first time ever racing and I vomited in my helmet. Did you? I, I get so nervous before racing. I am terrible. So I am you threw worst. up before the race? I Oh, they, there's so many videos of me just dry heaving and being like so dramatic about it. I look back and I was like, I'm so dramatic, but I was actually feeling that way. This is why we got to have the computer I was and Google this and just find it. literally feeling that way. Like I was going, I was so nervous riding against only guys. And you just, you don't know what you're doing. It's your first race ever. And you're like, I'm such a noob that everyone's just going to be laughing at me. And like, you're like, have all these crazy thoughts. You're like beating yourself up. And then you're like, what all right, I let's thinking? just go out and ride. And I'm like, all right, let's just get out, get out and ride. And like two seconds later, I'm like stoked. Get like my heart racing, get at the, you know, that adrenaline kind of going, you're Pumped. getting excited. And then, yeah, no, it just, it just bailed on me and it just all came up from my stomach. And I was like, I thought no. I was doing good. I thought I was doing good, but I wasn't. <laughs> Did you, after you threw up, did you do it? Yeah, I, I got, I had to get up in line. I had to, yeah. And I decided that my very first rate was state line in Las Vegas and Prim Nevada there. Yeah, yeah. And I decided that I would not only just be a badass and race my first race with me never really doing much or practicing that much. And I'd only gone to the track like three or four times before I ever raced. Fuck. So. <laughs> Zero fucks given. Zero fucks. I didn't even think that it was that cool. I, I went and I signed up for the amateur but then I decided to also sign up for the women's class and some other random class. And I was like, what was I thinking? How you I came how in. You weren't. I you came in after the first ride and I crashed like five times in the dirt. Like I was just covered from head to toe. And I also had all the water from trying to clean up my vomit. Right. So my, my helmet fluids. was so caked Ugh. and it was so disgusting. When I came back smelled. in, yeah, it was, it was just, yeah, it was, it, you can picture <laughs> it. I mean, people just picture this poor blonde girl out there. Like what a mess, what a hot mess right there. 
And then after that, I came in and I was just done. I was yeah. done after the first race. I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> not what I expected. This is not what I expected. I didn't sign up for this show. I was so nervous. And but this then, is then, about two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, two years ago now. So or probably, yeah, a year and a half ago, something like that. But yeah, now I'm, I'm much better. I don't vomit before a ride, but I still do get really nervous. That'd be hilarious if that was like your signature. You you yeah, had you to just throw up before. Like, hold on. <laughs> literally. literally. <laughs> oh, she's that girl. She's that girl. Okay. It all makes sense. <laughs> Eminem style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> well, Eminem did that? Yeah. Really? I didn't really? know that. He made a like, rap song about it. Like yeah, yeah, spaghetti yeah. on my shoddy. I don't even know what the lyrics yeah. are. God. That's interesting. That's yeah, it's, and then, it's crazy, but it's, it's it's amazing how nervous we get, especially when we're oh, on man, a race. It was so nerve wracking. It was so nerve wracking. Yeah. And, but, and now, now, how how are you dealing with it? Oh, now I'm, I'm, I'm just try to hide from the camera. Just fucking ride. Just focus. <laughs> yeah, just try to try to focus a little bit more on it and like what's going ha going down. But I'm kind of the type of person. I'm kind of a perfectionist. I don't really like doing things half ass. And I really was racing my first season really half ass because I was so nervous and I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, you were overthinking that. I really, it. yeah, I was way overthinking it and just wasn't really riding my ride. I was like riding very tame because I was like, oh. Very Canadian, like, oops, sorry, oh <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, eh? Hey. Sorry, like, a guy a guy crashed and I literally stopped on the racetrack and I was like, are you okay, bro? He's like, yeah, on I'm a good. race? And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, and I just keep going because I don't know, I'm that type of person. If I see somebody who needs help, I will, I don't care about the race. I'm not, I'm a competitive person in my own right, right. in my own zone, but racing a supermoto against all these guys when I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just, I'm there for the fun. Yeah. It really, it was mm -hmm. so fun for me. It was just like getting over that hurdle of trying something different that you didn't ever expect that you would do. Yeah, but that's pretty cool because a lot of people, they go there, they're so fucking competitive and it's just like, I have to win, I have to I win. Mean, I mean, I win. definitely wanted to win. Right. I just, I but, just knew I would not win. Yeah, well. <laughs> I didn't have enough practice behind me or like, you know, enough time to ever really. You just need a little get luck. Get that like up Skill, there. luck. Yeah, I mean, it's, our, everyone's hands are the exact same. If you can do it, I can do it. Right. And I really, really do believe that. It's time in the seat that is the difference. Yeah. If you spend enough time in the seat, you're going to perfect anything. Look at Mark Marquez, for example. Um, yes, I am a Mark Marquez fan. Look at... Shout look out. At, shout <laughs> out. <laughs> little shout out. Look at him, for example. How much time has he spent in the seat since he was how old? Right. I mean, I mean obviously, he's going to be good. Tiger Woods, how good is he? How much time has he behind behind that club? Behind the clubs. It, the only difference between me and you or me and perfecting anything is how much time I am I willing to dedicate myself to that task and actually follow through with it. Right. I, I, I tell people all the time, the only reason anybody sucks at anything is because they don't practice it. And if you obviously practice a three, you know, a three point or a free throw and you practice it daily, whatever, whatever you're trying to get into, you're going to get good at it. But the only reason you suck at working out or you suck at cooking or you suck at riding bikes is because you don't practice it. People don't yeah. practice it. It's very simple. And I don't even think that it's, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily, I mean, okay, if we have a scale of suck and a scale of like pro. Right. Your, your meter, no matter what you, what your skill level is or what your athleticism is is going to go up just the more time you put in. No. Yeah, they say they say that um who the, are they? The they the, the humans. They. 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 Who are they? <laughs> the intelligent humans. They said uh, that you are 10,000 hours away from being pro at anything. Exactly. Well, that makes sense. 100%. Like they say. No? They say. They so. say. But we they don't know who they the, are. Those 
those they say people no out matter. there. Yeah, they say no matter where so, you go, there you are. About a year ago, I met you, and and you, I think you mentioned that you were working with Asvarna. Yeah. So, uh, do you still have the Husqvarna? We don't re- work Husqvarna. directly with them. Yeah, Husqvarna. Husqvarna everyone yeah. says it differently. It's totally okay. I get corrected all the time for made how like, I say things, and I'm like, like everyone has a different. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, I love this. Um, we had a bit of a dispute, Parker and I. I was like, man, I'm such a KTM fan. I don't think I can buy another bike. Yeah. He's like, no, you should really buy this bike. I was like, okay, I will buy this bike. And I was so stoked when we actually got the bike and we were racing with it. Husqvarna had, had signed us on for do, to do it for a season anyway. Right. Um, the moment we picked it up and I pick, I opened up the gas can, the the cap to be able to fill it. And inside it had the label of KTM. And I was like, okay, nice. <laughs> everything's okay. It's still everything's a KTM. Okay. <laughs> Every part is labeled KTM filters are KTM. I mean, every it, it is, it is, it, which works out well for me because all my tools are KTM. Right. So everything of was course. easy to transfer over yeah. and it's just the exact same bike. It's just a different, different version. Right. I don't know exactly their marketing skills. People try to say that Husqvarna is, you know, their higher end of what they're trying to build and, you know, they're trying to make this different niche. But to be honest, I've ridden both bikes and I'm like, they're the same. Right. Well, then, I don't really know. I don't really know the difference. To it, be honest. It's the whole, uh, it's the whole Lexus Toyota exactly. know, thing where it's like, it's, it's inside the guts. Everything's exactly the same. It says Toyota motors, but there's a few features and yeah. you have a different price mark, you know, markup. Yeah. That's it. There, there's nothing. In else. The it's I think actually the, it is the same engine. It, it is. is just yeah. more a little differently. So it's uh, from 690 something to 701 or Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like that's that's the big thing that a lot of Europeans um, that I'm friends with on social media that they talk about. They're like, oh, you tried the 690 or did you try the 701? What do you think? I'm like, it's, the it's tomato, tomato. I mean, what are we really talking about here? I mean, there is a couple little different things, but I mean, they're so minor. They're so minor. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's, it's I mean, marketing. it's like, it's yeah, marketing 100%. exactly. It's just a big marketing thing. And that that's fine. I mean, it's, it is cool. I do really like both brands and both of the people that do work behind them. But um, yeah, I'll always be a diehard KTM. Whenever I see that just KTM, I don't know, my heart lights up. Whenever I see that orange, even on a truck or anything, I'm like, yeah, KTM. I'm like, nice color, bro. <laughs> That'd be cool. An, an, a, K, an, a KTM orange truck. Yeah, there I mean, are. Some well, people have made custom trucks like this. And I've seen yeah. them. I'm like, I don't know if he rides a KTM or what, but, but that guy has KTM a vibe. Yeah. yeah. It's the same. <laughs> it's, it's funny. There is the same colors as Harley Davidson and it gives completely different feelings. It is. Yeah, but it's a it different is. orange. It is. And, you know, it's not It's not so black-based as well. It's like more like they really try to push like they're the orange brand um, yeah. with, you know, the border of the black. Yeah. Not where white. Harley is like the black with like just a little bit of the orange. So... Potato, potato, potato. Potato, tomato, tomato, potato. Yeah. Yeah. So same, same, but different. Yeah, same shit. So talk a little bit more about the moving company. How did that, you know? Oh, yeah. So yeah, I got a moving company. Um, Yeah, we totally digressed there. Wow, that was yeah, a big digression. We, we did. So you, we you, did. You, you applied to the attorney six months, seven so, months. So yeah, it took forever, forever. No I was dying. I was like, I just want to go, like literally my family live on the border and I could not even go and see them. I was like, I could drive to the border and wave at you. Like we can, you can do we, that. We can what throw like co- a football. Yeah, there's in? there's nothing there. But you, you can literally out. wave and you know throw a football, a soccer ball. Yeah, mm. all the time. Like our our school was based there. Like our soccer balls went into the U.S. all the time, and they like just bring them back. We couldn't ever go across. Crap <laughs> for soccer ball. It's in a different country. No big deal. <laughs> what do you mean you couldn't come across? 
Well, because there's there's alarm, there's triggers. So oh. like if yeah, like as a kid, you were definitely taught you don't cross that. Like that's the United States of America. They'll we're shoot like, you. Okay. That, that, that's in Coots, Alberta. They have guns. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll take you away from your parents and separate you. Yeah, like whatever they try to scare children with. They probably definitely told it to us because I never cross that line. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a line crosser, so, so <laughs> they must have said something pretty, pretty incremental. So while you were waiting for your green card or work permit, you started... Uh, started a moving company because you could actually do that while you were a Canadian citizen living in the United States. Invest okay. in a business, right? So yeah, it's a business. So if you're a business owner, you can actually work. And it was just the easiest thing at the time yeah. and, to and, do. And, and I never, ever, ever in a million years would have ever said I was going to own a moving company that's household movers. But I'm doing it. I'm doing it, guys. So you currently <laughs> do it also? Yeah, I currently do it. I use like an iPad and honestly, I can run it from just anywhere. And I just do all the paperwork, everything wireless. And then I just have a couple guys hired. They know I send them the paperwork. They pick it up. They're good to go. They go out on the jobs and then I just pay them every two weeks. Good for nice. you. So it's it's pretty easy. I mean, it is an easy company to start up. So if anyone wants to start up a company, just don't do it in Orange County. <laughs> do, do, do you uh do the guys you pay they have their own truck or it's your truck no so it's my truck so i lease a truck as well that's awesome just um how many trucks do you have now i have one right now that's all it's you need to get literally started. that's it that's all you need to get started um looking at expanding as well and getting another one but i am a very crazy person i don't say no to no. anything if it's a good opportunity Right. So I, I, yeah, I have some some news coming up the pipeline as well as I might be on a reality show out of Europe. I got Which shortlisted. So <laughs> what part of Europe? Um, so it's actually for yachts as well. What I used to do. Right. Um, they said that it's called Below Decks. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. I don't know if anyone has ever seen it. I only uh -huh. used to watch it because I used to be in the the yachting the yacht industry. industry and. So my captain, my old captain, who I love to death, G-Dog, I call him, um, he said that they need somebody to come on board and be one of the reality shows. And I mean, it pays so well. You do everything but like you're going to host easy. it or kind of walk through the yacht or prep um, or. So, yeah. So there's an opening for like doing like the management of the, the boats again. And so you're just you literally just get paid and work to do exactly what I was doing. But now there's just Warm cameras on. and then you get sponsorships and stuff like that. So, so I just cool. got shortlisted. I don't know if anything is going to come out of it. It could be cool. It could not be. But again, I just don't say no. So Warm I'm on. like, yeah, let's do it. Let's find out. But plus I also, I just did a progressive commercial actually. You know the the Motor? Yep. Yeah. I am a motor. You're <laughs> a motor. I am a motor. 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 Yeah. How do we pronounce this? This is what well, I said when yeah. I got on set. I was like, if I don't know. It's a motor, but now that you're a woman. It's be a yeah. motor. Maybe? Yeah, a motor. Maybe. <laughs> maybe you're maybe a it is like the fem feminine version. What is the feminine version you, of motor? Did you ask them to be a super motor? I don't know. Uh, right. I did. I had. I had my super motor so for you're it. A super but, motor. But it's all green screen. Everything right. is green skin, guys. So no, you you, you bring you bring your own bike. Yeah, they they chop off your your bottom torso and they strap you on the bike and then you go from there. No, so everything ah. is just green. <laughs> <laughs> they green screen out your whole entire bike. So your bike is just covered in this green plastic, which is terrible to ride in, and you just smell it burning on your engine. You're dying the whole day. You're like you're God, fucking no. on my bike, guys. Yeah, um, and then we rode through. So apparently, there's just going to be this herd of us motors there's only there was only four That's of us riding so but cool. they just duplicate it so That's we had to do the same set over and over and over and over and over again 
until it was so cold and windy that day. That was terrible. Are you breaking um, any NDAs right now? Have I what? Are you breaking any NDAs right now? I don't know. Maybe. No, I don't think so okay. at all. I think you we're chilling. Talk about it. Okay. Yeah, we're we're chilling to talk about it. That's fine. Like I was in the commercial, um, but we have had to stop production because of this whole COVID. COVID. So it was really going to air like in the middle of the summer, but now it's like October or later. So well, yeah, a, but look, but, but look out! I might be on my tour. I don't know if my face actually even got the cut yet. We I haven't even seen anything. Literally, they the haven't cut. contacted me anything. Yeah, literally, was, the there, cut. was there any woman? <laughs> No, well, yeah, there, there was, but not riders. So what they so did was like grab, it. grab, yeah. Then they had the riders and then they had you up on the green screen doing like your, whatever, your hair blowing in the wind kind of thing with the green screen behind, mm-hmm. you know, the big fan in your yeah, face. Yeah. yeah, it was very realistic, which is awesome to see as well. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's pretty I mean, cool. And they paid you already, right? You don't get paid until you, it is airing. Oh, so, I mean, no matter how long it airs for, you get paid for it. That's cool. Oh, that's right. So, that's it cool. actually yeah, I'm sure they'll do, like, social content. Oh, and the like- producer and the director and everyone was so amazing on set. And um, they, they he got, like, I don't know how many awards. Like, over 20 or 30 awards for doing the football commercials this last year. What's his I don't name? Know. I'd, I'd have to look back on the sheet. I'm not going to lie. We'll yeah. put it in um, the description. Yeah. <laughs> We'll definitely put in the description. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, he won all these crazy awards, and he was so chill. He was. Re- it was a really good, good setup. So, yeah, hopefully, I'll be in the second one. How, how Unless I just broke my DNA. I don't know. I don't know. We're, we'll imagine, risk it all. I just. I'm, I'm like that. I'm just. It's okay. How did you originally get get, get that part? Um, I have an agent. Um, it's actually Howie Mandel's wife. What? If you know who Howie Mandel is. Yeah, of course. Okay. A, l- a lot of people, when I say that, they're like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Is like, well, I'm so old. Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel is the guy that doesn't shake sense? Yeah, exactly. 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 He knew COVID was coming. He was fully aware. But I'm friends with his son, Alex, and he's an awesome guy. He rides motorcycles as well. Um, I actually did my M1 here on his Grom. I was like, I'm definitely taking the Grom. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, this is going to be the easiest M1 ever. So I took his Grom. Um, but yeah, so his his mom is and how his wife is my my agent so she calls me up and That's i do do music great. videos and all, all anything anytime they need a woman that can get in but i'm trying to get sag right now so it's also process i need one more commercial this year to do so which is gonna be hard with the COVID 19 but exactly. i'm sure that you're but I'm doing like, everything you know, else it should it should pan through but if not then wasn't meant to be that's okay so so how do, how do you um how do you manage your time how do you get all this stuff done? Manage your time because it's very impressive in, in the in the short time we're talking. How much stuff you've accomplished? What what would you uh, suggest sure, to people? I'm sure there's more also that we have. I'm sure yeah. there's a <laughs> lot more, but I want to know if there's any tips well, or anything. I'm also can... starting up a uh, women's moto brand as well. Uh-oh. So like for women moto clothing and stuff like that, man. I just I I have this certain look that I like on my bike and technical or more uh, lifestyle. No lifestyle. And it is so hard to find for women that is affordable. I mean, every woman motorcycle jacket that I find is like seven, eight hundred dollars. I'm like, how Easy. is that possible when guys can pick up a jacket for a hundred dollars? Yeah, that like a is stylish. It's stylish. Something that at least would looks decent on you. I'm like, how is this possible here in America? So, so I'm trying to get something that's like more. So and I you, went. To, have you started? Yeah, we well we just acquired the LLC. So we're okay. on that phase. Right. <laughs> well, that's a start. It's a start. Absolutely. <laughs> we're getting there. Um, and what are you imagining? What are you, what are you trying to do? Just bring the cost down or features? Yeah, or to bring the cost down and just bring something a little bit more like that, you know, keeping up with fashion and stuff like that rather than just like the big black jackets. I mean, I do love them, but yeah. I also like to have a little bit of diversity too with 
moto clothing is for women um something that isn't just big and big you know that is fitted that is stylish and you don't really have to sacrifice being protected for looking good yeah. and i feel right now i really am sacrificing i'm like i'm either gonna get really scraped up but i look cool right. or else i'm gonna be fully protected like a marshmallow but i look like a complete dork right mm -hmm. so you it's this like you yeah balance and i mean some companies here are doing it and they're doing a really good job it's just the price point isn't realistic for women getting into motorcycle riding. Yeah. It really isn't like you, you know, they're independent women doing their own thing and like that, like proud of them for doing that. But you also need to realize that like these are independent women doing their own thing. Yeah. They're, they're not having these, you know, yeah, ridiculous paychecks and stuff like this that, you know, some people do can guys can go out and buy this like BMW. I'm sure get girls can too. Um, but the niche right now, where the niche is, yeah, I, is I, not towards these like four-year-old women who are fully established and they're right. like, holy shit, like I'm having been like prices, let me go out and like buy all this stuff that's motor related. No, they're just like the average Joe girl that are wanting to get out. They're wanting freedom. They're wanting to ride. And like they, they get that on the motorcycle. The niche is growing more and more every single day. And just to be able to kind of address that a little bit, I think is something that even me personally, I realize being here, I can't find stuff that I want. So I'm like, I might as well make it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder, and, 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 and I wish you all the luck on that. And, and I can't wait to Thanks. see it. I wonder if, if the reason for it is because there's just not enough women riders buying stuff and because they're, they're not selling as much, the price points are higher, maybe? This could I, also I, I be. I wonder. This could also be. Um, but it's growing. It's changing. For me, I honestly, even my first race season, I had to wear kids' clothing. Really? I couldn't get anything for female unless it was Fox. And I'm sorry, Fox Racing, but I just can't wear it. Yeah. Every single girl is wearing the exact same thing because that's all that's being put out there. Yeah. <laughs> so for women's clothing, for like MX style, um, yeah, it's it's a hard find. I could only wear these like kids clothing <laughs> the whole time. So I'm like, why yeah, is like nobody like making But Robert does bring up a good point. Like everything is made you know, it's just a lower number of production. Oh, it totally. definitely goes totally. up the price. Totally, absolutely. Um which a lot of companies, um, one of my main sponsors is Cortec and these guys have been phenomenal. They've built me a custom suit. It fits freaking phenomenal. I've worn their suits right off the shelf the shelf and they all fit really great. Um, and they are, they're trying to break, break into that niche too, of trying to be reasonable with women's clothing because it is a smaller niche. It is a growing niche, but how do you also take that as a business standpoint and be like, how do we run with that? You know, it's hard because we, you know, in Los Pepes, we make clothes and we've, yeah. been, we've been looking for, you know, products to make for women. And we have like three, three, four women riding with us. Every time we ask them, they're only four. They ask for things that are different in the same item yeah so you're like well it's gonna be hard to make have you ever happy. done drive-through with a woman i mean i can i don't know if it's <laughs> for everyone but people get so mad guys especially i am so indecisive i will change my mind 10 times before we even get to the front i'll be like oh yeah that's what i want oh no totally don't no that yes oh yes one oh yeah for sure add that as well it, we are indecisive creatures and by nature we are i think um we want it all, and it's hard to make that decision. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're trying to create one product and then a different one. You know, just making one is hard because and, and they're asking you for different things, and they can't match them all together. It's just going to be a mess. Even just look at, like, traditionally how society pushes us. 
A guy can go out in a white tee and a pair of jeans and he can wear that for two weeks and nobody's going to say anything. A woman, we have to change every day everything about us because people 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 notice. They're like, oh, wow, you wore those jeans two days in a row. Day seven, but okay. You should be be hanging out. You know, (laughs) it's like it's. I think it's just like society as well really pushes us to that, so that we really do want different things all the time. So we do want to purchase, and we do want to, you know, even though the niche is smaller, that I think women would be buying a lot more and having a lot more variety than men would. Men will buy one suit and they will wear it till it's nothing. Right. Us women, they have hole. I want like four or five different suits just so I can match with what bike and helmet. I mean, we like to be matchy matchy. Right. It's totally a different way of thinking that for moto women and for moto men. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not definitely not putting us in completely two different categories because there's always people that will wash over. This is strictly my own opinion of how I look at it. Yeah, so, I, it, it sounds ridiculous. I have clothing for when I ride the Harley, and then I have different clothing for when I ride the BMW. See, you get it, yeah. It, it's it's a it's a it's, dilemma. And then if I get this KTM because Jaime just got one, I got to get one, and then there's gonna be another set of clothing. Yeah, you have to get one. I I, I definitely gonna. Get I really want to. You have to get one. We're we're talking about the the KTM 690 enduro, and this bike is seriously awesome. You're going to love it. It's 2015, the one I got. Yeah, I'm going to get a new one. That is the first time I have, so I don't care. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not riding no used bike. That yeah. sounds terrible, bro. And I'll, I'll wait until Robert gets the new one, and then I'll get the 500EX. And then he's going to get a Ooh, new one. Ooh, the 500 is cool. Yeah. 500 is a good bike. We're, we're actually trying to talk to uh, the, the place that does the training for the supermotors, right? Yeah, Which? the so-called... so-called uh, uh, SoCal Supermoto. There's also Live 100%. Have you heard about him as well? No, mm-hmm. thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, both. both. I mean, I know both of them. Um, SoCal is really great. I think they do private lessons as well, and they go out in huge groups. But uh, Jamil at Live 100%, he has four brand new FS450s, and he'll like walk you through like professional style. That's awesome. Like, he'll, he'll take you like individually. He only has four bikes. He can only take max four people at a time. And you just go out and you learn everything. And he's he's really good. Live one hundred percent. Um, he's out of uh Redondo Beach, but he takes it to um oh. Riverside. So there's okay. two tracks here. There's yeah, the yeah. Riverside, um, Apex, and then there's also Adams. So Apex Adams is in Paris, and Adams is in Riverside. Okay. California. California, yeah, Paris, California, everybody. <laughs> Paris, California, yeah. yeah. Oh. Paris, France, and France. both are great tracks. Both are really good. Um, Paris is kind of an easier one to learn with. It seems to be less busy. So you can go to that track and you can just have it for the full day. And they're really great there. They're really casual. And, you know, they as long as you are respectful to them and respectful to the place and, you know, pick up after yourself, they, they'll respect you and just let you do your own thing. Um, Adams is a little bit more stricter um, just because I think they have a lot more traffic coming in. So with that, obviously, there's different rules and regulations, and there are uh, more eyes on you as well on the track. So, but both tracks are really good, really good to start off. Yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely want to get involved and check it out, and to you know do the training, do the course, maybe even sit down, talk to them, and you know go from there. Oh, you learn a lot. You learn a lot for sure. Just just even about like you know the diff- like breaking and getting into the corner, and you know then where you're going to be looking and where you're going to be going. They go over a lot of the basics. What about popping all like, Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Time of course that's learn. the the big thing is like by the end of the day, if you're, you know, a, a normal rider <laughs> me <laughs> Sorry, I'm delayed. Yeah. I'm <laughs> delayed. He said Jaime's gotta learn and I just catched it. I was like, yeah, what? That, that was like five minutes <laughs> ago. <laughs> 
It's his, it's his life goal. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're so, fine. So they break it down. So they instruct you. So they break you, it they... down for you. So like by the end, I mean, I only did it a couple of times, but like they, you're at least backing it in. You know, you're doing something cool. You're not just going to learn how to ride this bike. You, you're going to learn Master how, slide. what, yeah, what, what is the basics? Even if you can't do it that day. At least you're, you you understand it. You're tr- he's trying to implant a seed in your mind. Right. That, okay, I kind of understand what you're talking about. Isn't it weird how sometimes somebody instructs you or tells you how to do something, it doesn't click, and then you go home and you drive, and it still doesn't click, and you're thinking about other stuff, and then you lay in bed, and then you're like, oh, right. I got to do this again, and it's just so different when you do it again because it, it clicked, is. but it, it delays. Sometimes I'll delay for a, a day or two, and I'll be like, that's no, what they meant. Don't blame yourself, Robert. I think it's just you. Oh, probably, <laughs> like, probably, but no, there, there's, there's I moments. I am definitely the same. Yeah, I went definitely. to Thermo, um, you know Thermo, passing Palm Springs? So Palm Springs, Cathedral City, then there's a city called Thermo, and they have a BMW uh, track for all the M3s, M4s, you know. Oh, no way. It's super that's awesome. That's cool. And, and they have the drifting course. Yeah. We did that. I'm trying to do a dif- drifting course right now, oh, actually. Oh, it's so much fun. It's where, good. To, where, where it's just good it? to have your on your resume. Yeah, of course. I, I've never done it. I've, Especially I've in the done film like industry. I've done like the, um, uh, got to take the Audi R6 on Which Bar- one? Circuit de Barcelona. Oh, the Circuit de Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, that was sick. Montmelo? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Exactly. Yeah, no, no. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's, Exactamente. It's, it's, yeah, Telemundo. <laughs> Margarita. Um, but yeah, it, it was such a cool course that they had over there. And there was many things that I picked up. And, you know, some stuff was naturally easy. Obviously, if you have the right performing car and the right, you know, turns, it just kind of automatically does it. Like a boss. Like a boss. But then the next day, you know, just certain things click and you just do it so much better and you understand. Like one one thing that I was doing is... I'd get, I, I kind of stopped my RPMs like 4,500. You know, I switched to the next year at 4,500. They're like, if you're going to go into another turn within 10 seconds, let the RPMs go up to 6,000, 7,000. Fuck it. Like that, you enter and you're not shifting the gear at that moment. Yeah. Or the other one, for some reason, I thought I can shift faster than the Triptronic, you know, paddle shift. And they're like, bro, stop. Don't, don't try to do it yourself yeah this is much faster yeah and hold this position because no matter how how crazy the turn is you'll never go past you know th- you won't do a full circle kind of yeah deal. anyways but um the, the basics that was, you needed yeah it, it's just really simple stuff but we complicated ourselves really you know <laughs> until you got that experience definitely we were like how what yeah like i'm gonna it's go like mind-blowing to like, you no, you're you like don't. how what are you what are you doing and then when you do it for the first time you're like oh okay i get it right <laughs> right there's that that oh shit moment. yeah oh i was overthinking <laughs> like, it way too oh, much I was being an idiot yeah so who are your sponsors right now um so cortec is my is my main sponsor and then i'm i work with hjc for my helmets i actually switched over um this year which was a really hard call scorpion helmets is who i worked with before and i had been with them they were my very first sponsor they were the first person ever i had like two 1200 followers on instagram living in the caribbean and this random dude hits me up larry Manichelli. he hits me up and he's like hey do you want a free helmet i was like what he's like yeah you're taking non-stop photos of your helmet and your bikes everywhere he's like do you want a free helmet i'll send it to you i was like no freaking way get a free helmet from this i was like this is crazy <laughs> yeah. social media is insane i can get a free helmet like 
to me at the time, I was like, that's crazy. Because also shipping into the Caribbean is really expensive. It's not only expensive, it's it's like more the weight. Because it has yeah. to come in by boat. Oh, that makes sense. So you're waiting everything by boat. They don't fly which the is plane funny. and just drop stuff off. No, it's not like, like the movies. Package. You're literally, damn it. You're literally waiting for this busted ass box to arrive because it always is busted to arrive off of a boat that probably takes like a month and a half Went. when you order things. Like it's crazy how long it took. But yeah, so they gave me my first helmet. Um, and then actually Larry went over to Cortec and I went with him for um, for Cortec, um, all their clothing, all their lifestyle and for their leathers. And I stayed with Scorpion. And then, um, yeah, I just, I decided that it was a move that I wanted to make to try to try out a different helmet. I've literally never had a different helmet. I had an AGV when I was like a kid. Yeah. Which I still have. This helmet no. that's like mm -hmm. 15 years old. Really? Yeah. I wish I, I had do. my first helmet. I, I definitely do. I keep my helmets. I have a collection. Um, if you ever watch my YouTube, it's always in the back round. It's there. And people always ask, like, how many helmets do you have? I was like, that's not even a quarter of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I collect a lot of helmets. Any shoots I've been on, I did a commercial for Torque as well. And I got like four or five helmets out of it. Because you... Once you wear it, you're not. They're not going to put it back in the box and right. try to sell it. They're like, no, they they're made you're just for your head. All yeah, the yeah. different sizes. What? No, I'm no, like, just, yeah, no. This, this one is cool. <laughs> Let me try that one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely have a lot of helmets. But then from there, um, sponsorship wise, we I was working just with the AMA Super Supermoto uh, DRT Racing. That's Alex Mock for the race season and. Um, yeah, trying to think of who else really cortex is my biggest one. Oh, i work with i just started with this um cbd company if anyone is into cbd i don't know but i, I think I everybody's love, into I cbd or they're CBD. trying yeah. to get everybody into CBD. exactly just to try it out and see what's, it's what's like a happening miracle there. Yeah. natural <laughs> drug but my girlfriend uh met her up at um sturgis up there for the big bike rodeo and the mx jumping and all that that was going on there and met her and her husband, and they were so cool. And she's like, I'm, uh, do you want to try one of my drinks? I was like, yeah, of course. She's like, it's CBD, just warning you. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Like I CBD tried water it. or soda? It's CBD sparkling water. Mm. It's called Drink Present, and it is seriously phenomenal. Anytime I do a workout, I drink a, drink one right after, and it's supposed to like help with recovery and all the benefits of CBD that, that it gives you. And I really love it. So I've actually started working with her. That's out of awesome. just pure love for the product so i fell in love with it so and then she also backed backed onto me and i got her such cool content she said that like she wants to also work together like full-time so i was like that's awesome yeah, so yeah so we've definitely done a really cool collab with her um and she's also a moto chick she's definitely you know one of the people that you can just call up and talk to so it's nothing same with um cortec like all, all of mine have been such good relationships or sponsorships it's not necessarily about like what you're getting it's like the people that you're going to be working with i think a lot of people are just stoked and they just like want to collect the money and be like yo sponsor me like this is it yeah and they do business very cold i am definitely not that person <laughs> i'll like show up at the office yeah. and be like hey what's going on <laughs> like i don't know I, I like to be very much a people person so if my sponsors aren't people person people as well Persons, peoples, people, yeah, people, those, person. those peeps, you know, yeah. if you're not good peeps, <laughs> if you're not good peeps, then get, get out of here. Yeah. Then definitely doesn't work for me. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, no, it's totally a different dynamic than most people say to do get sponsorships. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Communication and bonding and, you know, being cool is obviously going to make 
a stronger relationship. Yeah. Period. That's it. But there is yeah. companies that just wanted to shoot you a check and exactly do or or people that are sponsored that I've I've encountered a couple of people that we're trying to get sponsored from. Yeah. And they said, hey, we're looking more for a relationship more than just give you a free product and never see you again. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, sure that happens. happens but if if you look at how many people are trying to be popular on social media and turn it into a business, I, I I'm sure. You know, these companies get thousands of people like, hey, send me free shit, send me free shit, send me free shit. Yeah, and I'll exactly. It's, it's getting saturated. It's really getting saturated yeah, that so way, th- I think. They got to be able to filter that. You know, I, yeah. I, I even, even I have a product and people call me up and they, they, they want to support me by me sending them free shit. And I'm like, that's not how you would support me. Supporting me would be like, try it out, pay for yeah, what it. Do they offer you? Like yeah. it. What do they offer you? Yeah. Um, well, they're, they're going to post it so on their 500 well, yeah, followers. Then, then it's also helping somebody else out. And then like, the thing is, is that I think people should do is buy the product. You rock it. You sport it. If you right. do, if you make good content with that, the people are going to see the op- that as an yeah. opportunity. For example, you guys, you guys see somebody posting. It's really amazing photos and stuff. You're going to be like, we want to work with you more. So, like, let right. me send you some cool stuff when I get it. You know, of it course. has to be that, that two-way street. If it's only a one-way street and people are just asking, it's very easy for that person to take advantage. Yeah. And you see it a lot. And you hear about it a lot in the industry about people just, you know, they just take the product, they take what's good out of it, and then they just drop it. And it's like, how that's that's such bad marketing. Talk a little bit about what you do, about your product. Yeah, so yeah, so well, a, a few a few years ago, I I'm, actually many years ago, the long story short or long story long, uh, I was a general manager at Harley Davidson. There was a lot of new riders, and they didn't know how to clean their bikes, and there was no easy solution. Um, cleaning a bike is pretty simple, you know, cover your your air cleaner, your exhaust, hose it down, and that's it. Do you do but, that? Do I? No, I use my product, <laughs> but um. But yeah, no, before I, I would do that, you know, if I wanted to keep my in bike. A Harley, oh, no. In a Harley, I, especially. I, I, with Harleys, yeah. especially. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, with a Harley, you got to wax yeah. it and kiss it and scrub it. And, you know, you got to keep it shiny. Tender, loving care. Yeah, and that's right. A lot of TLC. Um, anyways, I was just trying to find an easy way to clean motorcycles. That's it. At that time, there was one brand, which I don't even care to even mention. Um, they were okay, you know, which was a spray and wipe. And uh, anyways, I got with the chemist and started working on different things. He failed. I couldn't get nothing done. Worked with another chemist. Then we got closer to something. And then I got busy. Uh, then I went back to that same chemist. And we were able to finish, you know, my, my chemical, you know, my, my uh, formula. So the product's called Ride Clean. And it's an ultra premium polish sealer, waxer, waterless spray, wipe, it's UV protectant and, it, you know, protects the leather, works on windshields. No way. That is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, if you spray it on the windshield of your car, um, I have a, I have an Audi with the automatic windshield wipers. Yeah. The, the water blows away so quick that the wipers don't even turn on, which is pretty impressive on the newer Audis because they're supposed to sense that right, right. away. So anyways, I've done many, uh, you know, AIM Expos, SEMA, um ims i've done a lot of shows and completely sell out people like really lose their mind especially when they see i put oil on a tank and it just cleans it right off but uh the point of this is so many people just want free shit like i don't know they've never even tried my product they're not even in the motorcycle or a car industry never and, heard and, about and, it yeah right they don't they, know. and it's just like can i have something free can i have something free i'll promote it i'll promote it. i'll promote it. it's like that's not how you, even friends I don't, I don't mind. I'm the most giving person in the world, and I'll give you a bottle of Ride Clean so you can test it out. 
But even friends want like free stuff. Like, oh, I want to support you. Just give me a bottle for free. It's like, that's not how you support a business. You buy it right. at a discounted price, you know. Anyways, not not to go on a rant. I don't want to say names, Colin. No, I'm kidding. I'm so <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I knew Jaime was going to like that. No, Colin, 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 I am kidding, bro. Colin gonna, always pays. He's basically the one that listens to everything the first, and yeah. he's going to be receiving this yeah, beautifully. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. But, um, but yeah, there, there should be a collaboration. There should be a partnership with anybody you do business with. And it sounds like you have a very strong bond with your sponsors, and you proudly promote Oh, yeah, them. for sure. And, I, yeah, I actually didn't get, get through my whole list list of sponsors actually i yeah. work with um the ama supermoto as i said and michelin tire oh, that's these oh, tires nice. are freaking amazing so you can burn out as many tires as amazing you want yeah they they're really good um and then i work with moto masters so my moto master brakes are definitely on my ktm um i'm gonna be swapping them over to the fs here soon and see how we go so i'm definitely been ecstatic about them and just the look of them too so many people ask me like what is that because it's definitely not just stock yeah um and i don't like the stock look i don't know as soon as i get a supermoto i just want to tear everything off of it and put something cool on i, I saw <laughs> something your all aftermarket i'm all about aftermarket yeah i saw the rims you put on the white rims yeah the white rims that's warp nine these are my favorite are so they're they're also tubeless which is what we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. when i first got here um about tubeless tires and for me, or it's it's either Alpina or Alpina before I met Warp Nine, because they were tubeless, and I just I cannot be fucked with a tube yeah. at all. I can't. If I'm if I'm on the road when I was on the six ninety, and the six ninety SMCR, they have the the tubeless Alpina tires on there. It's just a patch kit. You're on yeah. the road. It's so simple, especially as a woman. I don't want to take this tire off and like, you know, not not that I'm. But you do it, it's and, and just for the record, I've seen videos of you taking out tires, no problem. Oh, yeah. But it, it's a process. I, I'm actually doing the same thing tomorrow, and it's definitely going to be a long day. I'm swapping over two sets of tires, two sets of um, brakes, and I have just one of my mates coming to help me um, to make sure I don't fuck up my shit. Yeah, don't fuck up your shit. My mates. mates. Oh, yeah, okay. mates. That, that, yeah. <laughs> me, I'm me one amigos. of my mates. Is that, is that, amigos. Is that Canadian <laughs> or Australian? Uh, Australian? Australian and a bit of Europe, I guess. Yeah. yeah, like UK, they say it. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely got it from Australia. Very cool. One of my mates, mates. my amigos, I'm my hombres. <laughs> my muchachos. Muchachos. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to fuck up your shit. Of yeah. course. But it, yeah, it just helps to have somebody there, especially when you're doing tires and stuff. I mean, if you scratch one rim... I don't know about most people, but like I'm, I'm devastated. I'm like, oh my god, I Tear might as well just drop. buy a new one. So you do stunts and you race, but you don't scratch one rim. I don't, and I'm, I'm not really a stunter. Like before, I used to, before I got like in accidents and stuff like that. Like I definitely would do wheelies and like before do burnouts more. Accidents. But like, yeah, I've been in a couple gnarly accidents, and I just, I'm kind of, you know, now I'm, the, I'm 32. I'm, I'm toning it down now. I'm more about like filming the adventure. And showing people like what a crazy time you can have on a motorcycle. So this year I'm really planning on doing a girl's trip up to Yosemite. And my mate is going to film it all. And then I'm going to edit it. Who, who, and just who, showing. Who is your mate? Is it the so, same one that's filming on the on your Instagram? Because I was watching like four or five videos and they were amazing. I do, the so I do, I do a lot wow. of oh the transition what videos. Is your I do Instagram myself. Instagram so people can see it. So can, my Instagram is Spicko Mode. Nice. Um, got the it. The videos randomly. are fire. 
um yeah the, the transitions and stuff i do a lot of the videos myself if i can do it myself i'll definitely do it myself wow. because i just like to be in my zone and when i'm creative and want to do it then i'm just like yeah let's go the one with the eye and then it just like goes into something else yeah was that so was cool. for super 73 i was that was like their contest that they had for covid really really fun contest and so many people did amazing jobs at it um super 73 is the electric bikes that i also work with and have one i won one against tyler bierman Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yes, Tyler Bimmon. He actually thought that I was a lapped rider. And the whole time I was behind him. And he thought I was a lapped rider. So he went to go celebrate a quarter mile too early or a quarter turn too early and celebrate. Oops. And I passed him at like the very, like half a tire length at the finish line. Sucker. And Man. won the Super 73 bike. It was the best victory I've ever had in my life. Did you win one of the new ones? <laughs> Um, I, so I have the, the older model, the S1 model, uh -huh. but I, I don't know if I'm going to get a new one. I honestly, I love my S1. I, I did yeah. it. I, I don't know if and anyone goes onto my social media, you'll see it. It's, it's like this hot pink. Yeah. yeah the I've only pink one out there. Yeah, we, we did fall in love with the new <laughs> ones though. Yeah, yeah. The new ones are amazing. The you, black you were, on you black. Were, you were writing one out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was in the, um, I was in their, their startup video for the RX too like the the series r yeah the, that the they sports have. performance one <sighs> that bike is With crazy suspension yeah we, we, we try to take it up these crazy um cliffs and stuff like that and man it, it just goes it's yep. definitely a really cool electric bike it's kind of an in-betweener of a mountain bike and an electric bike you know that they see that like the beach cruisers it's kind of like the perfect mix yeah it's badass we we had michael on the podcast on uh episode six, six it was yeah. so oh, exciting nice. to hear cool. his story definitely had to go and listen to that yeah he his story of how he started the company and what he did and what what he's accomplished is so cool he is very well established and yeah, yeah just a good person all around just everyone at super 73 is just really good people like the same thing yeah. it's always just a good it's feel and like yeah exactly it's good culture yeah, yeah. Jaime was and they're, telling they're, me. they're trying to get in the motor industry a little bit more so you know they're trying to have that like um that presence as well right so i think it helps that they they definitely reached out and happy yeah. to, happy to support them as well yeah i kind of i kind of reached out at some point i said hey michael if you're looking for somebody just to do anything just let me know if you're looking, if you're looking, you, know, you just went online you, they, they just announced the other day that they're hiring already you, i'm gonna yeah, give him get, a call get on Listen, it. i don't send do, in your CV. i don't care i don't care what to do i just want to work there because it seems like everybody's having fun yeah it's amazing what they do. Yeah, he went there and he was telling me what a cool environment. What, yeah. The environment yeah. that they've done. They're in Anaheim, right? Yeah, I mean, I would not. No, they're, they're out of Irvine. Irvine, Irvine yeah. yeah. So in my office is, I, I work in an advertising agency and my office is like maybe three blocks away from them. So, but I work remotely. So every time I have a meeting and I go to the office, I kind of swim by and I'm like, hey, what's up? What are you guys doing? Looking through the windows Trying like a stalker. Around. <laughs> <laughs> Want yeah, me to test right anything? Where, time, are Where are the stormtroopers? Where are the stormtroopers? Yeah, he's so funny with his stormtroopers and Star Wars and stuff. I, yeah, I have rexing actually, around. Yeah, rexing around. Really yeah. cool. Um, I've actually never been to Disneyland, so I cannot wait to go. We're, we're all we're going. going he, with him. he promised us. And and I guess he promised you. No, he d he did, but it's okay. Like we missed we missed our opportunity. Wow. So I'm gonna go on my own anyway with a couple girlfriends and just go. And he convinced me definitely on Disneyland. He's like, I cannot believe that you haven't gone yet. Oh, he promised yeah. that he's taking us. Yeah, he promised he was taking us because he says in the he Star said Wars that land to last summer to to me and Parker both as well. Michael, but we're honestly, putting you on blast. We are putting Michael on blast a little bit, but honestly, it's okay. Like I would rather just go to experience it. But I definitely will remember that Michael was the one that pushed me to go there because he said that it was like the best thing ever. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it just makes no sense to go without him. 
That's how, this uh, that's is how probably true as well. well. Especially Star Wars Land. He yeah. said Disney, Disney somewhere you can go, you know, by right. yourself with, with your girls. He says he has no connection. His connections are not as yeah, good. Yeah, of course. But rexing around connections because are, he, yeah, because he is the Star Wars guy. Yeah, he is that guy. You you, you really got to listen to that podcast. I I'm, I can't about, wait. I'm definitely on my way at ride home. Yeah, so back to Newport. So I'm what were you doing? What were you doing when I met you at Super Seventy Three? Um, so I was, I was just working with, I'm just helping him out like as a brand ambassador. So I definitely, I just, the same thing is like the CBD company. I just fell in love with their bikes. They were cool. They were trying to break in the motor industry and, um, same with Parker. We met them at the exact same time and, and carried our relationship from there. Um, and he actually like works there now. He works, he works there doing the stuff with the super 73 and doing marketing. And, um, for myself, I, I didn't I wanted to just be associated with it because they're just a really fun brand. Like you said, like they're just cool. So when, when we met, when I was there, I was just helping out at the front desk for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. They, they needed like, they, they were expanding. They, they had nobody in the front desk and I was just free because yep. also this was before my green card. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or was it after? I think it actually was just after this is when I first received my green card. So I was like, Oh God, I can work. I was like, let me in. So they were like, okay, cool. So they, they, they had an opening and started that. And then we started getting much busier and f- taking over full time the, the moving company. So it didn't really work out that way. And then I also have been starting a zillion other little things, yeah. had, having commercials and stuff like that. Like for myself, I could never work a nine to five. Like that just doesn't suit my lifestyle ever. Yeah, that's terrible. I've, I've been an entrepreneur since I was like younger. So I just, I just can't. You know, I own a juice bar company also in Barcelona, but I sold out. Um, so you were in Barcelona for a minute. I was in Barcelona for, yeah, quite a few years. Yeah, like start multiple years. businesses, race out there, get into races, get yeah. into super bikes. How did you see the comparison of getting, because you said you're a resident in Spain? Uh, uh, yeah. So how do you see the comparison to from become a resident in Spain to become a resident in the U.S.? Is it harder? There is, is it easier? no comparison. <laughs> it is so easy in Spain. It's literally like a blink of an eye, and you're like, "Oh, cool, I'm here." What is the What is the? Because I'm I'm never, you know, I'm I'm from Spain, so yeah. I don't I don't know. Where are I'm you no, from I'm in Spain again? Madrid, the Madrid, only place to right? Be. Yeah, Madrid and Barcelona, they're like. I best know, friends. I know. Slightly, slightly, you know. That's so funny. I actually worked different. with the Puig family. Do you know the Puig family? Yes, I do. They're like one of the wealthiest Span- Spanish families. They have all the cologne and stuff like that. Yeah, Mister Puig and Pillar. Um, worked with them out of Monaco. They were, they were, they came on one of the boats. They chartered one of the boats for a bit nice. for three months, actually one of the longest charters ever. They they were cool. Do you go to Madrid? I did go to Madrid. Okay. What I thought it was think? awesome. And you like the Barcelona? Um, I liked Barcelona just because I was, I'm a water baby. I really like being by the water. I think that's why California also works for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. out of all the places in the U S out of all the places in Spain, yeah. I had to land somewhere that's, I see. Has, you know, a good connection and that a lot of things are happening and art and photography and motorcycles and the water. So but it was so it was pretty quick for you to be a resident and there was no problems to work and so stuff easy. like that. When, when did it just it was apply? Like two you months. Like, give it to me? It was yeah, it was like two months. Like you're like, I think, hey, like, kiddo. Yes, I like think they, I like like I, yeah. I think even the, the US, like there's just so many applications where here, like there's not that many yeah. Res- like, it's not it's not as big because like i mean u.s is known worldwide for like the green card and everything else like right. it's a process well everybody i mean we can't compare 
how many people are coming to the U.S. trying exactly. to get there legally, illegally compared to Spain. I mean, well, it, it is a big difference. If it's, well, if it's just as numbers that we were saying before, it's almost ten times. You know, more yeah. people trying to apply. So well, it makes I sense bet that you the it's process. more than ten times. Well, I get it, but also. You know, there's so a lot yeah. of population, a lot of demand of it. Just yeah. naturally, there's going to be a longer process here in yeah. the U.S. So to be a resident in Spain, it was really easy. Um, and I thought everything was just, it was really easy in Spain so, for a so lot of things. I mean, everyone's just so tranquilo, you know, like it's tranquilo. all just like chill, <laughs> chill, and the chill, Spanglish, chill, I love it. chill. Yeah, Amigos, I tranquilo, Spanglish. tequila. Spanglish. Oh, yeah. God. Um, Love it. but yeah, it was so easy and, and you know, you'd be stressing and be like, oh man, like I need to get this. I need to get my, my license here. Right. Like I need to get this now. And they'd go there and they'd be like, no, mm. you're good. Like you can use your Canadian one. Like you don't need even talking to policemen. I, I got pulled over for riding the KTM. I didn't have it registered yet in Europe. Um, and I like went through the intersection, like right downtown, right by the Marina in Barcelona. Yeah. I totally cut off a car and everything, and I was like in a rush, and Fuck I was like, "Oh it, shit!" Zero fucks. Here. Yeah, I'm zero Canadian fucks. Fuck Spain. Zero fucks. Well, and no, I, I'm my kidding. heart died. <laughs> like my heart died when there was a police that pulled me over immediately, and I was like, "I have zero paperwork for this bike." Yeah, you I don't it, have my Spanish anything, and I was like, "Now I got to speak Spanish as well." On top of all this, I lifted up my helmet, and he said something to me in Spanish, and I was like, "Perdona," like, "Hablanglés," like you got to speak English here. So he was like, "Oh yeah." You have really pretty eyes. I and was, I, was, I like, was about to say oh, that. <laughs> I my was. God. Thank the Moto Gods because this is going to be the easiest thing to get out of right. ever. I was going to tell you. Especially if that's the first thing. And guys hate to hear Spain? this. They hate to hear it that oh, like no. girls can get away with shit. Of course. But holy shit. At that time, I was like, wow. Power is in the pussy right now. And I was like, I got to get out of this because I do Spain? not want to get my bike impounded. You can't, yeah. In Spain, being blonde, blue eyes. Oh, yeah. And only speaking exactly. English is a green light. And for riding this huge, everything. all murdered out freaking KTM 530. It was you could have blood out. all over yeah. you, dragging <laughs> like, a body next fine. to you. Yeah, it's you're okay. fine. I just you're wanted good. to see your eyes. That's it. You're good. Mm-hmm. No. And then after that, like I, I quickly explained as fast as I could. And I think he was just so confused about how fast I was speaking in English because I was also <laughs> really nervous. Yeah, <laughs> basically, basically, he's like, "What has this girl been on?" Um, I was like, "Yeah, blah blah blah. I need to get my bike to the shop, and this is where I'm going, and all this stuff." And he was just like, "Yeah, I'd like, go ahead, <laughs> bye, bye, get the fuck out of here." Go, go, go. He's like, "You are a paperwork nightmare to me." Yeah. He's like, "Please leave me alone." Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the point. When, when if it's somebody paperwork. stops me when I go back to Spain, I pull out my American exactly. Card they and they do not want to like, deal what, with it. What do I do with this? You know, there's no Spanish yeah, the license to build to. What's yeah, the only on? thing I didn't like about Spain is that they have those those cameras, the traffic stop oh, cameras. I, 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 they sent like four of them here, and I was like, oh what? God. I've had so many. Oh, they got me. I had so many. I even have a photo of it. I think I got like 15 in the mail one time. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I was like, I cannot get a Spanish license because this is going to register for my Spanish license. So I had to like pay everything off and it was all under my Canadian. So like everything had to get mailed to Canada and then I had to like get my grandma to send it to me again and then I had to pay it. But it was a process and it it took like so so long because I didn't say I was, I, I didn't even have my residency yet. So it was just my Canadian thing. But they actually did do the paperwork. I was kind of pissed about did that. They? I was like, they're never going to do it. Mm. I was so confident in that. I and then I got it in the mail in Canada and I was like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> they do the work to get their money. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. They're like, this is a gold mine. This yeah, girl I, has been speeding so much. I, I ignored <laughs> mine for, for 
probably about two months. Then they sent it again. I was again, like, oh, they're yeah. not going to quit. They got they this. They won't. They won't. If they have your address, they will just keep on putting it in there until they get that money. Bastards. They are. Yeah, crazy. They. I heard that like 11, God, how much money was it? Somebody, this last weekend, 1,100 tickets in Laguna they handed out to only motorcycle riders. No, 1100 1100 somebody texted me that and told me that and i was like what i gotta investigate a little bit more anyone else have that article please send it over because i am so curious i was like that is an insane amount of bikes but but what kind of tickets were they given i don't know i guess for everything just any motorcyclists if they had anything wrong with their bikes or anything they were like zero tolerance for motorists mm-hmm. in Laguna. They need that's to recover the COVID. You know. Yeah, well, exactly. Sounds, I was like the COVID. The COVID. The tax. COVID. <laughs> yeah. And these killer bees. <laughs> these, you know, before yeah. we die, we yeah. might as well get these bikers. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah. What What else? What else are we missing? So I have God. a question. Yeah, go for it. Money doesn't exist. Which bike would you buy right now? Right now, that is a brilliant question. Somebody tells you, you can have any motorcycle in the market, which one it is? Regardless of money. But it has to be your primary motorcycle. They're going to give it away for you. This is the Hymas signature question. Honestly, I would definitely just get a 2010 KTM 530 full line of Kropovich with Warp 9 stiletto wheels and the Motormaster setup, and I would be sweet with that. Did you say 2010? 2010. Why would you want an old bike? Because I love that model. I've literally never had such a good ride and such a good experience with a bike as this bike, and I learned a lot. When I was in Spain and I had this bike too, you they they don't speak, like I, I took my bike into the shop once, biggest mistake of my life. They totally didn't understand what I was saying. And I was, I was like, wow, my Spanish is really shit. So I'll never do that again. <laughs> Shot myself Oops. in the foot. So just from there, I just YouTubed and like learned everything myself of how I actually have to maintain my bike and what I, what I need to do and how to fix it and how to do the oil changes, how to do the interval changes, you know, chains and everything else, um, changing tires. Learned all that myself. So I think just the history alone that I have with that connection with that bike has definitely made my moto experience and just everywhere that it's taken me afterwards so amazing that I would want that exact so the same dream bike would back. Be, the dream would that be bike back, a literally. Brand new 2010. Yeah, uh, a brand KTM. new 2010 KTM 530. And like that bike would just be live in my souped up garage and just be there. And I know it's there. That bike is something nice. that I've always wanted. But my friend still has it in Germany, that exact bike. So maybe so one day it'll be in America. It. Which means that it's been on Caribbean, it's been to Germany, France, Italy, Spain. And, mul- and if it came to America, that'd be six, you know? Multiple times Two in different, different parts. Two different yeah, different six different countries. Yeah, crazy. That's awesome. I mean, That's a great the, bike, the bike has a better store than I do. But <laughs> did you, um, did you have you test written the new ones by any chance? I have. Um, you don't care for the ABS I do. I, I like mean, that? I absolutely love them. I think that they, they are amazing as well. So... It would be a hard toss up. And also, I mean, every bike I do love, my whole thing is I want to ride every single motorcycle at least once. No. I'd never, I'd never knock a bike, uh, even a Vespa. And that's if on it's a brand your new social Vespa. media. That's that on your is Instagram. on my social media. I am trying, I'm just starting now doing motor reviews because I, if I get an opportunity it, to please. go overseas um, and I, and some guy just hit me up and he said, I saw your motor review and I just bought the, like the Honda Rebel. I did the Honda Rebel commercial yeah. for them. So then right after I did a review on it, 
And like, it was the only, like, I only have like 500 followers on my YouTube. I do not upload in three years since I started the account. I have like six And you videos. stole on the show. Rebel, and it, Rebel. it got like 50,000 views or something like that. And yeah, the guy was like, I just had to screenshot and send it. He like, take me in his thing. He's like, thanks to Spicko Mode. I bought my Honda Rebel. Thanks wow. so much for talking to me on Instagram. And like I did, I told him like what I actually think about it. Like I have no problem talking to anyone. What do um, you think about it? I thought it was an awesome bike, especially yeah. for a beginner. Um, just because it was really easy. It's very clean. It's very simple. It's very solid. Not that much maintenance. It's a freaking Honda. It's, gonna, it's right? never going to die. Uh, the 500. Oh, the 500? Oh, nice. They have a 300 and a 500. Okay. Um, he ended up going with a 500 because he thought that it was going to be a height, height issue. Um, cause he was like six foot. I think he said Oof. he was. Oh yeah. Can you imagine that? So obviously a 500, you know, a, three, a 300. I mean, I, I rode both of them. Both of them were absolutely phenomenal. Which bikes. one would you get? Um, the 500. Yeah. Just, so, just so you get that highway. Yeah. The CCs get the more Yeah. If, I'm, if it was just like my city cruiser and I lived in a city and just need to get around, then definitely the 300 for sure. But both of them are incredible bikes. Both were amazing to ride, and it was my first motor review I ever did. And actually, it did like so good on my channel. I've got so much feedback from it, so I'm definitely going to be doing more. Well, what we, we're looking forward to. Yeah, what should, should be good. What else is going on? What, what, what do you have planned for the future? What are the big goals? Where are you in five years from now? Everyone always asks me that, and honestly... In a jet. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I could not say. Mediterranean cruise. I could never say where I'm going to be in five years because I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow. Like yeah. I am not a planner. Sense. I will definitely every single flight I've ever taken, I've probably booked two days in advance. Like I will just jet set, and that is my lifestyle. It's definitely not for everyone, but I just any opportunities that come my way, I'll just try it out. You never know. Yeah. So for me, being in five years, I mean, establish my own business. I'm kind of already there. Um, just keep on going with things like that, just investments, and just keep on rolling with that. But for bike related. I just want to be able to travel a little bit more this next year or two and do more motor reviews and really just my whole, my, my Instagram name used to be travel dream discover supermoto. That's a long, that's name. how I started off. It yeah. was a ridiculously long name. That's why I had to change it because people were literally like, what? why did you choose this name? Yeah. What were you thinking? And I was like, honestly, that's all I wanted to do when I got my first supermoto was like travel dream and discover. And then I also had to put supermoto in there cause it's my passion. Um, and like so for years, so literally passion. only like oh, two years ago, not probably let, yeah, probably two years ago, I changed my name. But before that, I was always Travel Dream Discover Supermoto. So the Europeans, that's how like they, they knew my account, a lot of people anyway. Um, did you change it or just open up another account? I changed it, but then I still took that name and put it under a photography mm. account because I didn't Smart. want anyone else stealing that name. Yeah, and taking the credit. You know, there's a lot of hashtags still out there and stuff yeah. like that. You know, it, it was your own thing. Um, so I did change the name, but yeah, then I swapped and put the name on a, on a different account that I just upload for my Supermoto photos that I take at events. Um, but yeah, I definitely see myself doing some more along what I originally planned on doing with Supermoto and motorcycles in general is just going out and filming and capturing the moment and just sharing with people what an amazing experience it is to be on a motorcycle and being able to go wherever you want and have that freedom and have that, that just lifestyle that is what I dream of. And to be able to nice. show that, cause I do love photography and I do love film. Um, I've always been really artistic. So I just wanted to express that through the passion of motorcycles. So that's what I hope to bring to my 
social media channels in the next year, at least. I'm not going to give you a five year outlook. Yeah. <laughs> but the next year, <laughs> we'll be definitely going to like Yosemite. There's so many amazing places in the US. And I have not seen hardly any of them. I mean, I've been to places and seen them, but not for like what what I see as beautiful. Like Yosemite, going up to those mountains to see something that's just so unique. Exactly. Being one in nature with your motorcycle is just so, it's the best feeling in the world to me. Isn't it interesting how you see the world from a bike compared to a car? Oh, it's It's different. different. It's totally different. It's a different, it's the smells, it's the feel, it's the heat, it's the cold, it's the bike, you know, like how it's running, the curves, the, just the scenery in general. And you always meet the coolest characters when you're on a motorcycle. Right. I don't know what it is about so, bike Somebody's community. got you a know, story. The whole thing about always. like you wave to people on the bike. Yeah. And if you do not wave to me, you are a fucking asshole. I swear you're to God. Douche. Those people that do not wave back. Yeah. <laughs> I like want to turn you're around dicks. and be like, um, excuse me. They're dicks. <laughs> you follow him you? back home. <laughs> I waved at you and you didn't wave back. What is up? What's your problem, bro? And, and I, I think about it a lot because I'll say what's up and then they don't say what's up. And then I'm thinking, can first I of take all, you're it back? Dick. I'm like, yeah. I'm you like, kind of want to take it back. But then I'm thinking, was he shifting gears or was it a turn? Exactly. Was it so not sometimes a turn? it is. You, you, you know what? Like, no matter what, if I'm in a curve and even if we're taking the curve, a hectic curve and you're looking, I still nod my head, even yeah, though I'm least. not looking at this this guy. I, I right, acknowledge you. Maybe they I acknowledge you that you are in the same zone even if i don't see anything right. i will still nod my head even if they're not going to something. i will still do it something, every yeah. single time i don't care who you are yeah. when i was in europe i was actually like <laughs> waving to the people on vespas <laughs> and my friend's like oh dear god please don't you're not please don't do that, that. And you're not that. supposed to you're not I've supposed to but i'm like dude He's still out he's there. Trying. He's, he's trying. He's on two try- wheels. He, he, has, he has a stepping stone. Yeah. And he has taken that little stone and he has stepped onto his comfort level of what a motorcycle ride could be. Yeah. I'm like, I will still respect that. I, I did that. I was on the street glide. And gnarly, gnarly accidents on scooters, let's be honest. Absolutely. Those, those guys it's the same get risk. Almost it's the worse. same risk, except for the speeding part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except, except yeah. that you're inside of the bike. You know, you go with it. <laughs> yeah, and you get you, and, and they get more fucked up because <laughs> yeah. you're inside. You're going to scrape your knees. You know, bike, yeah. you fly off, and hopefully you don't run into another car or slam into, you know, go whatever on the street. But on a, on a Vespa or the scooters, you're, you're they stick with you. You get more fucked up sometimes. Yeah. I, I definitely feel the transition from the salute to the flipping if they don't if they don't if they pass and they well it's only one finger less yeah Yeah, easy transition for sure but yeah if you don't if you don't wave you're just don't be that guy don't be that guy yeah that's a dig say what's up to the guys i think people in corvettes and hummers do the same thing when it like the original hummers when they drive past each other oh yeah salute each other and For Corvettes, sure. Corvettes are like, mm, yeah. I'm not even joking. I drive a 1998 RAV4. Yeah. It what, is another 98 RAV4? <laughs> <laughs> Any RAV4 that has the same body, I will like literally honk and my honk, my horn is broken. So it's like this busted ass honk. And I will honk at them and be like, <laughs> yeah. And then they I know your struggle. I know your struggle, bro. Like, I feel like we can relate by having the same vehicle. Isn't so. it cool <laughs> loving our bikes so much that we don't care what we drive as a car? Oh, yeah. I don't care at all. I mean, it. it my, my 1998 RAV4, I mean, <laughs> most... <laughs> this is definitely what? not true for everyone, but... I, I can put a, I, I put a hitch on the back of it and I can put my motorcycle on the back and I'm happy. Right. Like if I had a sports car, you can do that. 
Yeah. So I am happy as long as I can haul my bike around. I have yeah, <laughs> as long as you can take it. I have lasted 11 episodes uh, driving a Prius. Um, we drove a Prius to um, oh, I the can't lake stand today. Them. And Robert has given me so much shit. The last week I went and, and changed the Prius for a Tacoma. He manned up. And Did got you? A truck. Yeah, I had to. Toyota. I can, I can, my dude, Toyota. Yeah. I can't keep going with this guy with the, with the Prius guilt. There wasn't one episode we recorded <laughs> that I was like, fucking Prius. Dude, honestly, it got us there and back. And it was, it was so smooth. And cheap. I don't even know. I don't even know the price points on a Prius. It's the first time I really you know, rode in a Prius. I mean the gas. You don't put gas in like Oh, yeah. Miles. I, I paid $15. We split the gas. Yeah. You got rid of the Prius to talk about a Prius? Good <laughs> job, yeah. man. Good job, bro. I thought this was the episode. <laughs> Failed. Let's well, redo it. Now I have to remember it. <laughs> it's all I have now. It's just a memory. He's got a tattoo. He Prius. Says, Love Prius. Prius. <laughs> Behind the ear too. Exactly. Yes. KTM <laughs> Behind the ear. Um, you, you you know it's also interesting that while you're talking and what crossed my mind, it's it's funny how some people think, and 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 setting up your goals and having goals is very important. But I've noticed that some absolutely. People, I noticed it that is. some people make goals, and if something goes wrong off that goal, they they just completely shut down. And then they end up settling for a job. Exactly. And sometimes you I have to like do this. I feel like it's setting yourself up to fail. To fail. That's uh, how I take it as. That, that makes sense. No, I and that's really what I was getting do. out of what you were saying. And, and I kind of um, do things spontaneous. And, and I think those are some of the greatest things that ha- have happened in my life is things just being spontaneous. Yeah. You can't plan everything. You just kinda, you got to have this yes attitude. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just never know. This podcast, I mean, just this podcast took Robert, um, what is it, five years of planning and then started in one spontaneous moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, it happens. And it's blown and it, up. But, but that's the, the thing. thing is, you have is that to do you it. You have to do it. That's There's right. no excuses. When you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh God, I'm going to film. I'm going to, you know, same as me. I'm going to do this motor review. If you don't do it, it's never going to happen. You Your have Canadian to be able to came out manifest there too, it. Just FYI. Oh yeah. When yeah. I say pasta yeah. as well, no, everyone no, no. always. If you don't do it. If you don't do it. That was cool. Yeah, it totally came out. Sorry, please. If no, you don't fine. do it, it's not going to get done. <laughs> You're n- period. It's never going to happen. Like, you just have to have... Execution. Execution. Less talk, more action. Yeah. Less talk, more action from everyone. Yeah. I hear so many people talk so much stuff, and I'm like, if you do not tell me that, you will do it. But if you are telling people, I feel it also, before you do take that action, even for myself, I've caught myself, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I want to do. And then I say it, and then like, in my mind, I'm like satisfied. Right. <laughs> I'm like, don't even say it out loud. Just do it and then show. And, and then show. how much more powerful of learners are we by seeing something than hearing something? Right. right. Somebody can tell you a math equation and you can hear it and it means nothing to you. If you can see it and you can do it and like actually visualize it, it's so much, it's just going to be locked in your mind. Yeah, and, and the other the other thing to add to that is um, I think people have, I have it, too many excuses. It, it's so much easier to find reasons not to do things than to oh, do things, yeah. but, you know, especially like working out or just eating healthier. It, it's just a mindset. Yeah. You know, you got to Mind over matter. Um, and then the last point that I wanted to bring up is uh, please do the YouTube channel. Yeah, Please. absolutely. Honestly, I've gotten some really good feedback. I only did that video like three months well, ago, I think. Well, um, I got all, such good feedback from all, it. I was like, that's, all that's, your that's, feedback, that's cool. All your feedback's going to be amazing. And everything you're, you're going to touch is going to turn into gold. And I strongly believe that. But I've had many conversations with our friend Chris, with our friend Matt, Matt from Matt Laidlaw, Chris from Eagle Riders. 
the the younger generation the the girls uh the you know the younger people everybody there, there's not that many you know motorcycle rider movies there's not many things motivating people to ride yeah and, and and this is what this podcast is about this is what having you here is about this is what your youtube channel is and to show people how important and how fun and how adventurous and the journeys and the friends they meet and the people they meet i i think it's wonderful but people are not seeing it like before you know before you had movies like easy riders before you had movies you know on motorcycles that well, got people motorcycles, excited i think especially in america like when i thought of motorcycles as a kid I thought of some extremely bearded, right. big bellied man on this like Harley who is just like. <laughs> no, 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 that's us in like five years. That's right. us in five years. <laughs> Fat, no, but, like, sweaty, I'm bearded. I'm thinking of like Santa Claus, right. you know, no, yeah. with the vest. And he's just like With a slob and he, he gets off. Yeah, the, the chains. Yeah, yeah. He gets off his bike. He spits immediately. He's yeah. offending children and uh, wives everywhere across the, across America, you know, yeah, yeah. like that's, that's a feel that you got because that's how it was represented in movies. He was like the cowboy of, you know, the, the, U, the U.S., you know, like you, the fat he went from a what horse. What a lazy fucking yeah. guy. What a bad Who image. is that guy? And he was cool Who, somehow, but. And he was cool. But then they kind of started to flip it a little bit. Um. And make it like, you know, the sexy motorcycle dude who's like, you know, smoking his cigarette and like looking badass. And I think that like also started to turn and take it. And then there was like, the, then then you have these hot ass women on the back of the bikes. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, That's cool. bikes get babes. Cool. Starting to put, <laughs> you guys are like, what? That never happened. Yeah. Never, ha never happened. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> well, never happened? No. <laughs> Isn't that how you met your wife? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not through motorcycles? How'd you Not meet your wife? All. Absolutely. She rides. Cool. And she, she rides. rides. Yeah, Come on, that's cool. that's so cool. She, uh, she got her license. She's got her license. Yeah. She, Dude, had, her she had her license. She that a is motorcycle. amazing. That, I that's have a motorcycle. like we say, stepping stones. Yeah. Right. Sure. Did she have her own motorcycle? Never. She she has a license, and then uh, we had the first kid. So okay. Game over. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> it's it's not game over. <laughs> it's not game she, over. She, it's not game over. She's, she's young. She's she can do whatever she wants as well. You know, once she raises the kids up and stuff like that, she might she might get into it. Might want to take a cruise with you. Then that might be the most beautiful vacation you two ever had you never let's, know let's you never hope. know what the future let's holds let's hope she does let's <laughs> hope but the, but the point is is that we need we need more more podcasts like this we need more people like you we need we need to get more active and create our videos oh, and show too. this experience of, of that motivation of, 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 and motivation where's that pill at yeah, yeah we need the limitless pill yeah get that shit done just just get a million fire fucking it out <laughs> Yeah, I'm waiting for that. You got to do that without the pill, though. It's, yeah. it's a struggle, but you, you'll get there. Yeah. Once once it's done and, you know, you guys have your satisfaction, you you guys have your podcast going and stuff like that, You're just gonna, it's already rewarding. It's already it's rewarding. It's already rewarding. Yeah, it's been super rewarding. We've had amazing conversations. I think this will be episode 13, 14 when it comes out. Lucky and number 13. Yeah. It might be. Yeah. It might be 13. But but the the the, the conversation you, you won't be able to do this with people yeah you know in in, in regular daily life it, it's difficult and especially if you go into a rally or to a motorcycle event you, you can't have this one on one and this has created a great opportunity for for us to get to meet cool people like you and and us get to share our experience etc. But um so please do that absolutely um, honestly I was so stoked when you guys said that you guys are doing podcasts I was like yes that's awesome. I do love podcasts. I wanted to start my own too, but I was I'm the same thing. Do it. The same thing. I get too busy doing excuses all my other stuff. Ex excuses. Yeah. And then I got the mic and then I was like, what am I going to do? 
<laughs> what am I going to talk about? You, you can talk you know? about anything. You, yeah. I, I mean, you exactly. hear them all, you hear the, That's you, the beauty of podcasts is literally you can just get on there and talk about anything. Yeah. There, there's a podcast that just does old TV episodes of like the 90s. I've been listening to murder podcasts. Like oh, these yeah. like crime scene have crazy. You, but is it like crime stories? Yeah, it's a crime stories. It's um. But is it, is it like is it like a nineteen fifty radio sound like and then the guy like they no, tell stories or it's, it's like, real life stories that have happened. It's a real life story that the it's like from back in the seventies or eighties they found these barrels in this random town, in like the middle of nowhere in the U.S. and that these bodies have never been able to be identified even today. Well, you, you, it's I, like, I, I don't, it's crazy. It's, like, it's crazy how like the, just the whole story, they, there's so much information about mm. one person's story that they can have like a hundred episodes of one thing. Yeah, I'm like, that yeah. is a lot of episodes about one thing there's, that hasn't been solved. I'm like, where well, is this going to go? They're, they're solving shit now. <laughs> I, I don't want to say the name of this website or company, but there's these websites where you can like spit in them or you, you grab, give them some blood and and they can tell you your your family history. They can tell you what percentage right. of this. And um, you know, I, again, I don't want to say the name of the company, but now they're solving old seventies and eighties murders because they they had DNA, but they were never able to compare it to anything. And now these websites collect this information, and the FBI is like, whoa! And they've made that is multiple crazy. fucking arrests based on somebody's like, I wonder. What the percentage of, uh, you know, Hispanic I got, you know, right. that goes in that you go into the system and done. I am not surprised at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's at a, all. Yeah. It's, it's Honestly, a, I'm, I'm like, I'm curious not to get really into it because it's so controversial, but um, the COVID-19, like, what is the point of all of this? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, like, there is something well, way Gates, bigger happening. Some, sorry, I some feel. guy named Bill. <laughs> wants to get everybody vaccinated. And the newest one I heard that was so silly, but it made sense, was that COVID-19 stands for a Certificate of Vaccination, ID, Identification, and that 19 changed into numbers is AI. So it's Certificate of Vaccination, Identification, AI. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Honestly, there's so many conspiracies and so many people confused it is confusing. I'm not joking. Hearing, well, hearing and concerning. news in the United States, I just feel like the message is confusion. Yeah, well, like, much it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening and I'm like, this. just nobody is agreeing on anything. Nothing. Nothing. I'm like, how is this? Who actually has the facts here? Who? No, Nobody has the facts, <laughs> but the scary part is, is how much money the government's paying businesses and how much money they're paying to people. Like, just shut the fuck up. Here's some money. Here's your 1200 Exactly. I know businesses getting approved for 50000 The Lakers just got approved for multi-million. Yeah, they, they, they gave it back, they gave though. It some of them. The, yeah. I heard some of them. I'm not sure, but I heard some of I'm them. I'm like, how are these rich people getting richer but off of But these this? companies, the, the point is, and now they're, they just, California, I think, just released, or the United States released a, an additional $30 trillion to give back. So you think about it. If you get unemployment, they usually give you unemployment for about six months to kind of like help you buy time. Now, and then it still probably takes a year to get a job. So there's another six months right. you don't have a job. If they're giving you this much money now, like what what are we supposed to be getting you know prepared for? And the way I see it or the way that I hear it from local governors, this is going to take months of this weird shit going on. And I know we're ignoring oh, it. but pe People are like trying to open up everywhere. 
They're trying to open trying up, to. but the government's still going to push that. Hey, wear, wear your mask. And I think we took, honestly, it, we took seriously two weeks, and then after that, everything's every, fine. I, I think yeah. it was a little longer, three weeks, but you're right. It, it was short. Now it's, but there's still a lot of people fucking scared. LA traffic is at an all-time low. I mean, there's traffic right now, but nothing compared to. Yeah, absolutely nothing. I mean, California, just compared to Havasu trip here that we did this weekend, um, they are definitely way more strict. The moment you cross the border, masks on everywhere you go into. Never saw one mask in Havasu. Really? Never saw one mask. Oh, we're wearing masks in California. Just for the, so the listeners know. Nobody California, cares. Everybody's wearing a mask. Everywhere. Everywhere. And it's crazy you are not going allowed. To a bank. You are not allowed in the store. Like they will refuse right. you going in mm. unless you have a mask on. But nobody's Which, wearing gloves. Exactly. And we're all I'm touching like, money I'm so confused and door handles. About this. And, and that's supposed to be the most contagious way. Is hands. Yeah. And I'm like, why are masks but not Because it sends a message. People see it. Exactly. And, oh, and it's like, it's intimidating. Yeah. I feel it is like this intimidation thing because why wouldn't you say gloves as well? Yeah. It's interesting going to a bank wearing a mask. I never thought it I'd is, be right? doing that. Yeah. Give me some money. <laughs> in the gloves. Bella Clava, you just yeah. come in. You're like. I can walk in with a mask, <laughs> a hat, or a helmet, or a motorcycle helmet. And no nobody's going to say Nobody anything. Nobody says anything. It with is, your gloves, it is strange. Not leaving any, any fingerprints or anything. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Nice. But oh, if yeah. you walk in with no mask, they'll scream and call security. They'll security, a there's a guy that I yeah. can see his face. No mask. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely a strange time. And it's and it's so easy to get away with crime right now. Don't do crime, guys. Don't. I'm not saying <laughs> to do crime. I'm just saying it's so easy. So easy. Like, do it. People aren't don't watching. They're the distracted. Don't about, do it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, the crime rate they they said it had definitely spiked like right as soon as, um. COVID-19 happened because everyone was like nobody's right. nobody's in the offices nobody's there um I, I I'm not sponsored or I'm not trying to I, I just really like this app there's an app called citizen have you tried that app? no oh, tell me cool about it. App. it it's it's basically like Waze. you know how Waze tells yeah. you the police I it's, love Waze. I love Waze. putting it in cookie citizen? monster that is my go that's the shit yeah good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah citizen is the same thing but for crime Okay. In your area. So if you hear cop cars, you go to the app, it, it already tells you what's going on. It says no police got a call, way. woman getting assaulted by knife or blah, blah, blah. It's instant. It's a pretty cool app. And and because shit's getting so crazy right now, I strongly suggest people to download it. Absolutely. And if Citizen wants to sponsor the right yeah, podcast, Citizen should just definitely get on you because I'm, I'm going to download it literally the moment I'm home and on Wi-Fi. It's, it's amazing. Like seriously, any any you hear a helicopter, it's on there. Anyways, enough of the app. Um, is there anything we missed that you want to bring up? No, honestly, it's just been a pleasure talking with you guys and it's also learning fun, about no. your stories, like what you guys have been up to. And, you know, tell me, actually, I have questions for you. Please. Tell me more about what you guys are doing. What's your group all about? The Los Pepes. I mean, it's such a freaking cool name. You guys have amazing content. I love your guys' We never content. discussed why you named Thank it you. Los Pepes. Yeah, and like, I want to know. I want to know. Now, now I'm the podcaster yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. Thank okay, you for having I want to know. What's yeah, the name no of this problem. podcaster? Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, Spica Mode. <laughs> nice podcast. <laughs> yeah, the podcast. I actually thought at my first podcast, I was going to call it Kind Cunt. That'd be a good one. Which is terrible. I know yeah. every Kind no. Cunt. No, but that's and cool. and talk about how nice people should be to each other, but how actual shitty people are to each other. 
And that was going to be my whole thing because people yeah. frustrate me. Yeah. But please. But you could totally make a shirt and hat and gear and a I logo. Was like, what a was logo. I thinking? And your I, next I, supermodel. Oh, yeah, exactly. Kind of no, I, I literally, I, I, I own that URL. Like, Do you really? I do. Like, I was going to take it there. Yeah. That's so funny. How would you design that? I'm a kind cunt. How, how do you imagine that? Logo? And it was I like work with K it. with a K. So it was like kind cunt. You know, mm. so it wasn't like fully offensive. Wait, you had two Ks? Yeah. Yeah, you were one K away yeah, from being I know. offensive. I know. That's why I was like, God, I don't know. Oops. I don't know if this is a make or break for myself, but I felt like I was it was going to break me. So I didn't Stop. follow through. But please tell me, tell me, tell me. Those um, Pepe's. Yeah, Los Pepe's just started. Um, I mean, the name is basically my two grandparents name is pepe so i decided to call it pepe's you know, a nickname for jose jose so yeah i decided to call it los pepes and i started um in new york created a group of four or five guys uh we wrote together that was pretty much it until um yeah we started like making some teasers people liked them we started selling them none of them sold um so <laughs> i came to live in la where are the amigos at and, uh, yeah i know well, we, i mean we were we were five we, i sold five of them yeah um so yeah. you were the, you were the five amigos exactly i yeah, was the fifth one nice i All like right. it that so um, yeah i came to live in la uh, i met rio and rio worked at um harley Glenda harley yeah and and he had a big group of friends that he rode with so one of the I don't know, one of those holidays that you guys have, Americans, uh, I don't know which Labor one Labor Day, Memorial Weekend. Something like that, yeah. They had hot dogs, yeah. basically. We, we did a ride together. It was like about 20 people. And um, we decided to just turn the crew into, you know, merge Los Pepes with the crew that they already had. And obviously, I'm, I'm a photographer, so I started shooting these guys while, while riding. And um, it's just been like... You were seeing, using the camera while riding? I don't know. You got to be careful sometimes with that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe there were some pictures there. Do you do you um, shoot with your camera while you're on the bike? I I debate about this all the time. I'm like, is this a good idea? Has, is has he? Or yeah. Does he? Do you do you do you like? Yeah. Okay. I do as way. well, uh-huh. and I'm always scared that my strap is gonna break. Does oh, this not, does this constantly go through your head? Zero percent. My concern is um, other things breaking. Oh man. Yeah. My my little b- biggest fear is is definitely that. Yeah, no, I mean I know that um it's fine. I have my camera insured, so it's fine. If it drops, I'll just get another Time one. Time is pretty good with the straps. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, so since the moment that I started in New York, it's been a picture a day, you know, yeah, most of the days. Uh, so I had I have to write enough. That kind of forces me to write, and it kind of forces me to shoot, which I really like. So. Is that, that's my, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and and, and I do got to bring up he w- just recently Los Pepe's uh, Instagram, which is Los Pepe's. Is it Los Pepe's? Los Pepe's Seal. That, that Lopez, Los Pepe's Seal just hit a thousand posts. Nice. So of all his wow. pictures. That's, yeah. that's big news. And that and is huge. Obviously, I've seen, I've seen the pictures. Uh, brands started to reach out. Same as kind of with you. Um, yeah. People people are starting to reach out. So we got two brothers, uh, Memphis Shades. Um, showy helmets, um, a bunch I of do sponsors. Love showy. Which we never yeah. like, like we discussed. We never ask for anything for free. Which we bought everything. We, yeah. we always ask them for a discount or for cost price or whatever. We don't want people to lose money. But even, right. but even before that, and I'm gonna bring this up because Jaime is really good at this. He'll buy something 
before he even considers any sponsorship. So he'll pay full price. He'll buy it. He'll test it and say, fuck. Exactly. Hey, guys. It's all about that. And, and he'll literally say, hey, guys, I love this and I want you guys to have it. I think I can get a discount. And, oh, if, and, if, cool. and if I don't get a sponsorship, I just straight up call and say, hey, I have a bulk order, order. for this. Right. I want a discount. Right. And everything, everybody's open for that. So now we're working with uh, BMW Riverside. We all, most of us got BMWs. Um, and it's been great. Yeah, um, your, your your bike's very nice. It's definitely yeah. balling. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then, yeah, we did a Los Pepes right clean collaboration. We've done a Los Pepes. Uh, hand sanitizer hand, now. We just did a hand, hand sanitizer. sanitizer. Yeah, we just Nailed it. That. Nailed it. All made in America. Bottles are American. The formula, it's all FDA approved. Um, and we're going to launch that this week. So... Wow. Nice. I wow. You guys got place. a lot in the pipeline as well. It, it, it's yeah. great. Um, the close of Los Pepes is something that I started with another partner, Colin. Um, he he works in fashion and retail, retail and manufacturing. So he started, you know, designing some clothes for Los Pepes. We have jackets, t-shirts now. Vests. W- vests with Spinoza, which hats. is an amazing brand. Hats. Shirts. Now we're going to launch soon There's even a whole um, a jumpsuit. Nice. We're excited about. Yeah. Um, Very cool. There's even two uh, Super 73 bikes, all Los Pepe style. There is. Yeah, like I know. I, w- yeah. I was there when you guys picked them up first. That's actually where, where I first met you. Yeah. 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 Cool. So that's pretty much it. Um, so do you want to remind us of all your social medias? And where we can find um, you? Yeah, of course. On um, YouTube, I'm Spicoli with an spell E-Y. It, spell it, yeah, spell it. S-P-I-C-O-L-E-Y. She and then, about it. yeah, I had to think about that. And then, because most of my social media is actually Spico Mode, S P I C O dot Mode, M O D E. Um, I don't know why I haven't changed that one. Mode one <laughs> but of those words, it might it? change. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just a huge shout out to like all my sponsors. Um, working with AMA, Supermoto, Moto Master, Brakes, Michelin Tires, Cena. Didn't even speak about Cena, actually. Cena's fucking amazing. Amazing. The 10Z Evo I have with the 4K camera right now, this thing is wild. And it's a 4K camera built in? 4K camera. That's And you, you can amazing. connect other pe- other riders while you're with on your the motorcycle. Mesh, the mesh option? And, yeah, and be able to record record nice. the whole thing. It just saves you on editing compared we, to the GoPro. We or use anything. the 30Ks, but we, um, we, yeah. we all rock it. 10Z Evo, you guys got to check it the, out. Doesn't it feel futuristic that it we can does. all talk to each other without looking at our faces? It's yeah. so fucking amazing. And Anyways, please. It is really cool for sure. Um, no. Toxic Toxic Moto, Toxic Moto has helped me out and helps me out for sponsorships for everything. Doing everything with my bike throughout the whole year, and he's actually got me in touch with Michelin. So shout out to Michelin as well. Thrill Seekers um, for my um, seat covers. Dirt Legal, they got the FS Street Legal here, which is the only FS 450 Street Legal in California. Uh, three brothers racing Boys. they're in orange county they do all the maintenance and maintaining my bikes warp nine those are those amazing tubeless supermoto wheels sm wheels they also do kickstands and pegs as well so i kind of gr- just get anything i can from them because their quality is awesome that's awesome um grensganger is my goggle sponsor have you guys heard of about grensganger no, it's a no. german brand but they're huge they're definitely the biggest in the world for supermoto content Oh, nice. By far, they're they're huge. Yeah, definitely check them out and um, drink present CBD with sparkling water. And CBD. The last one is Cortec. Oh, and HJC. But Cortec has definitely been my freaking best friends. Honestly, they have been awesome, and just their quality of gear is amazing. 
Um, and HJC helmets. That's you can't really go wrong with an HJC. I, I also love uh, your, your phone. Total girl, girl, no case, cracked in no the back. No case. That's just. It is just. That's so. That's so girl, girl. It <laughs> is. It is. It is definitely a sad thing. No, it's not. I, it's, I'm it's, not it's, even it's, joking. I took the cover off this weekend. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, because I, I was good. Yeah, yeah. I was. And then that's when cover. it broke. And it literally, I, I was wearing overalls. Because I was working on the bike and I stepped out of my car and it just slipped out and Oof. broke and I was like, well, it doesn't even need a cover now. It's fine. What mount so, do you use? What mount do you use for your for your phone on your bike? Okay, good question. Actually, I have been trying to find a good one. Um, right now, I don't have a bike mount. I just got this generic one that I got off of um, Revzilla. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's really, it's not that good. I don't even know the brand, we'll get, um, we'll but it's not that, that good. But I've been trying to find something that is good. We, we, we that is a, easy. We have the easy. best one. The easiest, the cleanest. It? It's called Hyman. Quad lock. The quad lock. This is, is, I, that, is that one that they have at Super 73? No. No different? This, this is magic. I mean, it's super low profile on your bike and it's just, you can crash on your motorcycle and the phone will stay there. Okay, so you have to have a cover for it. So yes. it has to be the quad lock cover. It has to be the quad lock cover, yeah. but it's so okay. low profile. It's, it's it is we'll low get, profile. We'll get, you, we'll get you one. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really cool. I've actually, yeah, it's really funny. I was trying to trying to find and one. And it's a great strong case. I've dropped really my phone so many times. And this it's also prepared for, um, not that anybody does it, but record um, charge it through indu induction. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so nice. I do. I do that. I do do that as well. I do that. I don't. I don't have a. I don't plug I don't anything to my phone. Yeah. That's too much work. Sorry. What's wrong with them? Um. Thank you for but being on the. Pod. Isn't it hard when you need to um talk on the phone when you need to charge it? Uh, this I is hold the it. biggest biggest I hold downfall. It. Yeah. No, right? I know. I, know. I, I, I do the. I do the, with the cable. The cable pull in. Thank God somebody else knows the struggle. Yeah. yeah. My phone's always on red. It's connected. What's that? Why don't you guys connect? No, because it? once you commit to that, there's no cable. There's no cable, so yeah. you have to hold it up. Like no, but why don't you guys connect the cable? Because once you commit, put it on speaker. once I'm you commit, yeah, once you, you can't. Commit, you can't. There's no going back. <laughs> yeah, you can't. What's wrong with you? Yeah. The only time you use the cable is in a car. <laughs> oh, my car has the has the yeah. induction too. Yeah, yeah. So so does mine. Yeah, sure. Um, thank you. But yeah, thank you guys. Here. Thank you, and thank for telling me your story as well. Podcast. That was really cool. Absolutely, we'll we'll be checking in with you soon. And uh, I think yeah, that's Yeah, and around. hopefully we can get you next time with uh, Parker. Yeah, for sure. That'd be very cool. Thank Until you. next time. Sounds good. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so very much for listening. If you liked it, please make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, on everywhere, wherever you're listening to this, there's a subscribe button. Please click on it. It helps the podcast. It helps the guest. It helps all of us. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at RideBoundless to see amazing pictures and contents and videos of the people we are speaking to. Until then, see you next week. Ride safe, ride hard, ride boundless.